Sorry, got the missed call. My name is Sam. Yes, Muhammad, you're right, bro. Uh, good. How's that looking? Uh, I'll put it over there. It's look all right. It just looks a bit off. Uh, yeah, it's fine. I mean, uh, do you want to get the whole logo in there or no? Yeah, uh, I mean, you. you know, I'm going to put it in the bottom corner anyway, to be honest. It's not a big deal. Okay. I mean, I might, to be honest, I'm just thinking just stuff the damn thing. Sorry, uh, my <laughs> apologies for the uh, <laughs> indecisiveness, yeah? No, no, no. Don't worry about it. You can see it, you can see it. Fair inshallah. Yeah, I think it looks better over there. Bismillah, can you hear me, yeah? Yeah, yeah. The only thing I'm worried about, uh, you'll have to warn me, is uh, uh, if this mic sort of rubs against my shirt like that oh, i'll let you know yeah no problem yeah, yeah. it'll be a little stagnant no worries and uh so you uh, so i remember you mentioned it's not live so if i mess up or something yeah yeah continue. well i can just edit it yeah, yeah i can just edit it it's not a big deal inshallah i can just okay uh, okay i can edit it inshallah okay sounds good how's my light because obviously it's very dark here it's, i'm uh it's night time man it's also time 10, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's pretty good now, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Like the lighting, uh, yeah, man. The you beginning. know, when you do this stuff, everything you got the sound, the lighting. <laughs> I mean, you've you've done stuff like this as well, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. Media, you've done quite a bit of media yourself. No, the light, the light isn't the best over here. But, no, uh, but your face is clear. So I had the light yeah. down here before, or is it better like this? I think uh, before that. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, yeah. Because otherwise, it's a bit too. Cool, yeah, cool. that's, that's fine. We can start, inshallah. Let's see where we are. We're about 2 minutes 22 seconds in. Khair, inshallah. Let's look at these settings. I've got it half half. I've got a split screen basically. Okay, khair. So, what I'm going to do, um, we're going to, what did we, we spoke weeks ago, didn't we? Um, oh, a few of the things we're going to focus on. <laughs> yes, for ages, yes. So I was checking out your thingy earlier, actually. Um, uh, how I walked away from suicide, yeah? Mm -hmm. um, by the way, I've got a page open now. You can't see that page, can you? No. Okay, cool, cool. And you did this, I mean, you uploaded this, what? July 1st, 2013. This was on my blog, I believe, or? Oh, that was, when did you write the article? Just so we can just recap Muslim Matters. I read that there was two parts. Did you write the article first on Muslim Matters, or did you do the YouTube uh, video first? So I, I originally posted uh, the article on my blog, which was, if I remember correctly, uh, sometime mid-2013. Okay. And then um, I, I sent my article to Muslim Matters uh, after, I can't remember when, but, uh, but I, I wrote it. I wrote it actually like maybe early 2013 and okay. I just kept delaying it. I, I was like, should I upload this? Should I not? And then eventually I just uh, decided to just upload the video and upload it. Well, you know what? Article. I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask you about that. And you as like a natural organic question. So, what I do, I'll yeah. quickly introduce yourself. Um, now, what do you want me to say about yourself? How shall I introduce you? How do you prefer me introducing you? Because um, it's in the spirit of 
well, you know, mental, uh, mental, uh, mental health awareness day, which was the other day, not long ago, a few days ago. Mm. Um, I believe it was seventh of October. Let me just get that right. Was it the seventh of October? World, it was World Mental Health Day, I think. Yeah. Tenth mm-hmm. uh, of October. Oh, my brother's birthday. <laughs> it was oh, on the tenth of October. Yeah, that's cool. Khair, inshallah. Um, so it's in context of that. Uh, my poem that I did as well recently uh, mm-hmm. And first I'll mention how I come across your Before I even wrote the poem I'll, I'll mention how actually I come across your Your video which in a way maybe was like a um, You know inspiration for me to write the poem And I'm not trying to flatter you for no reason I'm just saying you know what I mean It's all connected <laughs> yeah. maybe Subhanallah so Khair bismillah okay but You know my top of my head it's not cut off is it Is it alright uh, it depends on me. Yeah. Okay. What I might do, I might put this, uh, put this up on here. Is that better. Yeah, looks pretty good. Yeah. I don't want my head to be cut off of the stuff. You've got yours in the right position. Your whole frame is showing well. So. Yeah. Can't see too well, but okay. Is that all right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I never use Skype, so I, I'm relying oh, on no, you. No, no, I've got this thing that I paid like $40 <laughs> for. It's called E, what's it called? Ecamm Skype Movie Tools. So it just automatically mm-hmm. records our conversation. So oh, when nice. it's at the end, I've got it split me a new half off, but I'm thinking I should have done maybe me in the corner. But anyway, it is what it is. Alhamdulillah. Khair, bismillah. Okay. I'll do like an intro. Hello, close shavers. Okay, one, two, three. <laughs> Welcome, close shavers, to a, another episode. Today, I've got a unique format in how we're delivering this. Uh, it's like a Skype interview that I got with uh, a dear brother. Uh, I've not met him yet, but he feels like a friend. Subhanallah, you know, you get that connection sometimes. Um, his name is Muhammad Zafar. He's from uh, Toronto, Canada. Uh, and in light of the 10th of October, which was World Health uh, or World Mental Health Day uh, on the 10th of October, just gone a few days ago, and also the poem that I wrote about suicidal Muslims, I thought this would be a great and perfect opportunity for us to interview Muhammad Zafar and discuss um, you know, his experiences with mental health. Um, and you know, before, I don't want to ruin his story. We can really get into that, and I'll allow him to uh, share that and share his journey with us. Um, and yeah, without further ado, uh, welcome, assalamu alaikum, Muhammad Zafar from Toronto. Ah, oh, alaikum assalam. Thank you for the really kind introduction. No, <laughs> not any time. Thanks, and thanks for uh, you know coming and joining us today with this uh, Skype talk. Uh, and it's like everyone, you know, a lot of people have not used Skype for years And, you know, the first question they, they say Well, the first question they ask after they say, well, what's your Skype? And they respond with, uh, you know, what? I've not used mine in years, man I've forgotten, <laughs> I've forgotten the name, <laughs> I've forgotten my username But yeah, that's all good, man, alhamdulillah So, um, I'm, I'm going to basically, you know, uh, describe to the, the, the viewers and the listeners How is it that I came across your stuff? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you Sounds know, good. I mean, I was doing research on, you know, mental health 
you know, suicide, etc. Because it's something that's affected my life personally, uh, and you know, dear and loved ones around me. And 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 then I thought, well, what's what's it like in, for example, our community, the Muslim community? You know, it's such a taboo subject, right? That we don't really talk about a lot. Uh, it's a very controversial subject too. And then I found I come across your stuff um, and your video actually on uh, YouTube, on your channel, which I believe um, was uploaded like first of July two thousand and thirteen. So it's uh, just over five years now. And then after that, I, I listened to that and I uh, heard your journey. Uh, after that, I came across your article uh, on Muslim matters. Uh, about your experience about you know, being suicidal one time of your life in a certain stage um, and you know I found you know I don't want to go into too much detail because I believe you know that's your right uh, to, to share that uh, and it's going to be so much more powerful coming for yourself but was it in was it in that order in the order that I kind of discovered you was it the YouTube talk video first and then the article which way was it so originally I, I posted it on my blog and uh, I was hemming and hawing for like maybe months okay. whether I should even upload it or not. I probably wrote the whole thing over a course of like several months and I never uploaded it. Um, and, uh, and so it started as journaling and then I just sort of increased a bit more. And then um, I went, so, so I decided then I, I, I would just share it with the world. I would upload it onto YouTube, the video, which I didn't really talk. I, I thought maybe the article could do sort of more of the talking. And I uploaded the article to my blog. Uh, Muslim Matters, I believe it was some months after, I can't remember when, when I sent my article into them. And uh, they were kind enough to upload it and they broke it up in three parts. Yeah, yeah, of course. Oh, yes, you're right. It was three parts, yeah. Um, okay, that's deep. And then uh, uh, what was the response like? Um, yeah, immediately. I mean, I I, uh, I got a lot of supportive messages um, uh, coming on the article. The article did you know fairly well. I I, I wasn't sure what to expect, mm -hmm. uh, but I think right now it's it's uh, it's received like well over twenty twenty five thousand views. I don't know how many have actually mm -hmm. read it, mm -hmm. but, uh, but, but they give you those stats. They give you those stats, right? Yeah, and then I'm not sure about the stats on Muslim matters, uh, but alhamdulillah. Um, so people sending questions. One second, that cut off slightly. Sure. Does that sometimes? Yeah, yeah. So you just continue again, just after you you said Alhamdulillah about the stats. Just repeat uh, that part again. About I said so it gave you all the stats and you mentioned yeah yeah YouTube. YouTube. Okay, uh, I'll, I'll repeat. I'll repeat it. I'll repeat it. Okay, so, okay. Because you mentioned how many? That. Twenty thousand. Uh, yeah, I, I think twenty to twenty-five thousand. Okay. Uh, last time I checked, and that was a while ago. Okay. Um, and I'm not sure about the stats from Muslim Matters. Okay. But uh, quite a few, alhamdulillah. Um, you know that uh, uh, it like it the, the the amount of views that came. Twenty thousand uh, views you got right, and that was uh, after how long of you uh, of uploading it? I uploaded it twenty thirteen as well. Okay, both. Yeah, yeah, both of oh, them. Oh, okay, yes. so it was the article on Muslim Matters, and uh, and then it was the video on YouTube. Correct, yeah, and right. I uploaded them. Um, the one I uploaded to my blog was simultaneous with the, the YouTube video, and then Muslim Matters uh, some months after. I had to edit it quite a bit, um, but that, that was a few months after, I believe. Okay, okay, okay. Um, 
I mean, I mean, obviously, it must have been a bit daunting, right? Because first, it takes a lot of courage, and I commend you for that, mashallah, that you know you you had the courage to write and express your you know your story and your journey, especially a lot of pain involved. Uh, and then you know to get response and to get the views and get the comments, because there's a lot of comments on that video as well, right? Uh, and 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 also, I believe on the article, on the three-part article, Muslim Matters, you could you can comment on that. What what was it like? What were what were the comments that stuck out the most for you? Um, I think uh, quite a few. There there was one on my blog that um, a person. Um, I, I I think it was either on my blog or they emailed me, but they said something along the lines of, and this was my my goal when I wrote the article. Um, I wrote it in 2013. This is a time when I was out of work, out of school, and uh, I I just grew up always thinking that. You know, you need a good job or you need a good education. Uh, you need some something tangible that's going to bring you happiness. And I wrote that, you know, I, I reached a point in my life in 2013 where I, I didn't really have any of that, but I had a lot of contentment in my heart, a lot of peace. And I intentionally uploaded the article then because I didn't want to end the article with uh, now that I have a job, now that I have a degree, yeah. I feel I'm I'm much better. I wrote it before I did any of those things because uh, I wanted people to know that. And so uh, there was one email where uh, I can't remember who sent it, but someone sent an email along the lines of what I really liked about your story is that, you know, you didn't really reach any of those things, mm -hmm. but you started doing a lot better. And right. uh, I wanted to just instill that point because uh, I know it's really, you know, something that stuck with me and I wanted to instill that with others that, you, you shouldn't wait, uh, you know, to, to have something good come into your life. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I wrote this in the articles, somewhere along the lines of uh, things didn't necessarily change. Uh, okay. I changed a lot. So uh, that was really nice, that comment. I mean, I, I mean you know, it's funny because I was speaking about the article and um, the, 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 the YouTube video, but I've not actually given the title yet. The title of the YouTube, the YouTube video that you uploaded is uh, How I Walked Away From, from Suicide. Right, mm -hmm. how I walked away from suicide, and I think in brackets it's like um, a Muslim brother's struggle with depression. Mm. And the Muslim matters uh, is 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 it's pretty similar, right? The title as well. I walked away from suicide. Yeah, no, that that was the title, I believe. Yeah, okay, it's the same title. Yeah, so I mean, what struck out for me was a lot of it was during your childhood, um, right? What what can you say and share about that? Right. Um, so I, I, well, you know, the, the depression built up over many years. Um, and of course, at the time, I didn't know about it. You know, like I, I remember going through high school and, you know, in retrospect, I can look back at it and I can define those terms a little bit easier now. I think there's a lot more mental awareness uh, now than there used to be or awareness about mental health. Sorry. Uh, but I had uh, definitely anxiety attacks. I had a lot of social anxiety. I had a general anxiety disorder, maybe, um, and I definitely had depression. I was never officially diagnosed, mm, but okay. I just remember I, you know, I used to feel like uh, something doesn't feel right, or uh, I just wasn't able to get things done. I had very low energy. Um, and so, yeah, a lot of those things, they sort of built up, um, and I never really knew why. Uh, with, with my childhood, um i you know you always look for reasons i think um and so when i we came from pakistan uh, when i was about five six years old 
and that was um we, we came to toronto canada then mm-hmm. and uh, uh things were you know um just like any first generation migrant we're getting used to the new culture new language and so forth um i had surgery uh when i was about six years old i believe and there was a mistake made in the surgery and so uh, my nose, which is uh, well, it's fine right now. Uh, oh, yeah. But I, <laughs> yeah, it's so nice and straight, to... man. Mine's crooked, yeah. man. <laughs> Mine's... <laughs> it's uh, well. Okay. So when I was about six, uh, the surgery was um, there was a mistake in the surgery, and right, so right. The cartilage was missing, uh, you know, in the front of my nose, and so it was. Um, I had surgery again at thirteen, but okay. from basically six to thirteen, uh, I was you know, pretty easy target for right. anyone mm. uh, looking to make fun. Mm. And so uh, this was uh, pretty constant at school. Um, and then, of course, those, uh, you know, extended family dinners, uh, weddings. Uh, it just, I used to really, uh, you know, try to avoid those places uh, mm. because I'd have to answer the same old questions again. Or right, sometimes right. the worst thing was like just getting looks and no words. Though You know, that used to really bother me when I was young. Right. And, uh, you get used to you get used to uh, you know like the the looks I guess or mm-hmm. the the comments, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but uh, you it's really hard to get used to the pain that comes with it. So uh, from that m- mistake, uh, if you like, in surgery, which mm-hmm. happens in surgery, right? You get that. But see, it's funny because well, when I say it's funny, I mean that. See, the nose, right? It's the center of the face, right? Now, yeah. I know I've had my nose basically broken, I'd say twice. One was in boxing wow. several years ago, right? It's, it's very crooked. It's got the hook, man. It's got everything, yeah? <laughs> but it's a broken person's nose, right? He does a bit of boxing and MMA back in the day. Um, mm-hmm. And when I was young, I know it got fractured as I just literally run into a kid in the playground when we were like seven or eight or something like that. But you, it's little things like that you actually become conscious of, don't you? Like, that's what struck me with your story as well, that with a lot of uh, people generally, you know, Muslim or not, we think these are minor issues, right? Like, these are really insignificant points. Oh, God, oh, well, okay, well, you you had, like, a, a, a cut lip or you had, like, you know, a certain deformity or maybe you, uh, you know, one of your eyes was slightly kind of scarred or something like that. You know, anything could be on the face, but the, the idea of the face itself, it's our first kind of, you know, it's, 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 it's the window to our personality right when people meet us the first thing they do is look at our face mm-hmm. and with the nose being right in the center as well it's quite prominent so it's it's um i could relate to that because again i've had mine broken a couple of times right <laughs> i'm not sure i've got quite a large nose i get it from my dad's side you know they get, i got a proper like iranian nose man but it's it's one of those things but you as muslims i think that um we think that this is like uh, like you know Maybe it's just superficial. It's not a big deal. It's a trivial matter. But it's not as if from your age, from reading your article, it definitely affected you, right? And to always be conscious of people. Yeah, and and I think even if you try not to let it affect you, uh, people will constantly remind you of it. Uh, so you'll have no you know no option but to be really cognizant of it. Uh, but yeah, it's it's. Um, I don't think it's trivial at all. Uh, it really depends. You know, what I've learned is um, uh, people have insecurities about a lot of things, uh, whatever they are, and w- whatever, you know, they're concerned with really has zero significance. It's more about how much it affects them. So, uh, you know, it's like, for example, a couple who can't have a child 
you know, everyone else is going to look at them and say, well, you guys look fine. And, you know, they're going to be very, you know, uh, sensitive about the, uh, the matter. Yes. And then there's, there's countless examples of that. Like, it's just a matter of being uh, respectful of uh, what people might, you know, find a little offensive and so forth. Right. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just being, uh, you know, careful with our speech. So, sure. so would you say the bullying kind of start? I mean, you came here when you were five from Pakistan, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when you say we came, I'm, I'm guessing you mean your mom, your family. dad, family, your siblings. How many siblings do you have? Uh, five sisters, mashallah. Wow, mashallah. <laughs> yeah. okay. I was the youngest. You were the so. youngest and the only the only boy, right? The only boy. Oh, that's boy, crazy. Yeah. Okay. So, um, it wasn't easy. I... Sorry, bro. You slightly cut off there. You, what did you say? It wasn't but... easy. So, uh, so five, five siblings, all sisters, mm-hmm. and uh, you can imagine it wasn't it wasn't too easy growing up, but right, I, right. I I got through it. <laughs> great, great. Okay, and then at the age of six, I mean, what what was the purpose? I mean, what what caused you to have the operation initially at the age of six, anyway? Yeah, I, that I'm not uh, I I'm not too sure of. Uh, you know, it was a doctor's advice given to my mother, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and so. I, I was very young. I just sort of, you know, you just sort of go with your mom or your dad and you get surgery and then you come back. So I'm not sure exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there was some, some issue with uh, breathing through my nose at the time. Right, right, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so the surgery was to correct that, but uh, okay. I wasn't too sure, I think. Okay. So, I mean, um, so immediately after that, do you feel that that's when you start getting that kind of unwanted attention and you know, the looks and uh, possibly, I, I, um, you know, it's the, I believe it was the bullying, right, at school. Yeah, I was never aware of it until, you know, people kept bringing it to my attention. And then, you know, I'd sort of let it go, let it go. And then uh, when it became so constant, um, you know, that's when it was really hard for me to ignore it. How old uh, were you then? I was, so I had surgery when I was six. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think um, I became really aware when I was around eight years old, uh, you know, you get a bit older and so forth. And then kids notice more things. Uh, and kids are pretty superficial, right? Yeah. Um, I remember still like, uh, you know, they used to be, everyone used to look a kid wearing like the Nike uh, sneakers and stuff those days. I think it's still the same. So yeah, that's um, not changed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some things remain the same. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, that's when I sort of became aware of it. Uh, comments um and then you know you also become so um hypersensitive in one way i remember once um you know i was walking by i was walking to school and then like uh two or three girls walked past me um and uh and they just started laughing and then maybe they're you know thinking about something else and they're laughing but Mm. i always used to just you know like i think it's me is it me and it's still something I kind of have to work on. So yeah, yeah, I agree. You become very self-conscious, right? I'm, I'm yeah. borderline paranoid. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, that's something difficult to deal with. And uh, I mean, also, was it the fact that you were, it was quite apparent that you were from a different country? Um, how was your English then at the time? I'm guessing you learned pretty quick, right? But kids pick up the smallest of things. They pick up the accent, the foreign accent, the look, everything, right? I mean, they're just the geniuses. They're so, you know, how they have a knack for kind of, you know, kind of noticing this intricate details and any kind of abnormalities as they presume, presume they may be, right? And then they pick at them. And schools, I mean, we know, I mean, the bullying, so much bullying takes, takes place at schools. And children can be really mean, man. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, kids yeah. can be mean. 
there's there's no question that's that's mm. that's true so what, after that what was your journey then i mean because you're eight now and you're noticing all these comments and you're saying at family get-togethers as well right uh what happened then i mean did it become worse what 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 are the triggers if you like for you to yeah i i think it definitely started to get worse i used to be uh but well as i've been told uh i was very talkative as a kid and um which i think came back to my life when i got older okay but uh what happened really in the middle was um i i would try extra hard to fit in um so i would sometimes like bring toys to school to give to like people so they'd be friends with me and so forth mm -hmm. and just you know trying different things to like um be accepted um and i think i i do remember one incident when i was around um maybe 11 or 12 uh and uh this is the article i uh up uh i uploaded to uh virtual mosque so mm -hmm. alhamdulillah they, they uh they uploaded actually when you were 11 or 12 uh, you uploaded this article no, no, no. Uh, <laughs> let me rephrase that. Okay. Um, I, I was there was an incident that happened when I was. Oh right. Oh okay. Okay. And I that was the second article I got published. It oh was right. On, okay. It's on Virtual Musk. Relating and, this incident. Uh, correct. Oh, yes. Okay. So I, uh, I mean, long story short, is uh, I would always just try to fit in, uh, do whatever I could, and I was at a cousin's place. So, you know, one of his friends came, said something. Uh, you know, uh, directing it at me. And then I sort of, uh, you know, returned the favor. We're exchanging our, you know, grade five vocabulary insults. Yeah, 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 and, of course. Uh, and then uh, at that point, you know, I, I went inside uh, and they would come back. They were like, oh, you can come back. It's okay. Uh, but I just remember being so exhausted. Uh, and I really, really got tired of just trying to fit in. And that was like the start of like, um, just really going into like antisocial behavior. Um, I just, I, I thought, you know, the effort I'm putting in to fit in is not worth everything that's coming with it. So maybe it's just easier if I just, you know, stay in my room. Right. And, uh, and I just started to do that. I became very antisocial. I grew a lot of hatred for the world. And I just thought there was no good, uh, there's nothing good for people like me. And so, you know, um, I had to sort of be this way. At that at that time, my my dad had already passed away, and okay. uh, I was around. Yeah, I was around eleven, I believe. And your uh, father passed 12. away. Yeah, and so you know the bullying was continuing, and so it became really uh, difficult, and and I I was more comfortable just being by myself, and I just felt like well, uh, you know, my dad's dead. Uh, my mom doesn't really know what's going on. Uh, she was a grieving widow. Um, you know, which I, I didn't know at the time that mm -hmm. that's really hard for any woman to go through. Um, and I felt like my friends never really had my back. Uh, I used to hang out with, you know, the kids, uh, uh, whoever would sort of talk to me, I guess. Mm -hmm. And uh, in the face of other uh, bullies, they would sort of back away. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I just had this, uh, you know, attitude of uh, me against the world. And, uh, and so that really, you know... Uh, wasn't good and it really built up uh but that started in around 11 12 i'd say okay okay i mean that must have been difficult right i mean losing your father as well at such a young age um was it what if you don't mind me asking what was the cause of the death uh, i was cancer um it was uh it happened really fast too so he he became very ill in around june 2000 
and uh, and that illness lasted maybe a couple of months, so about two three months, and then by August uh, August twentieth, I believe uh, he passed away, uh, and it was just surreal. I I didn't know people could even die. I was very young that time, mm -hmm. uh, but uh, but I I mean I was never too close with him because I I met him when I was a bit older. Uh, you know, he was my dad, of course, but we were never really too close. But I, I would definitely really miss um, a male presence after that because uh, it wasn't too easy growing up, uh, you know, without any male role model. Mm. But that's, that mm. added to my challenges. Indeed. I mean, that, 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 that's definitely, I mean, that itself is a calamity, right? And, and a huge setback. And, and when we're speaking about mental health and, and depression and, you know, you go to that dark place, these are just like further triggers um, for you know your kind of your mental state to, to 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 get worse and it exacerbates it. I mean, one of the things you mentioned, I picked up. Um, you mentioned, you know, when you kind of secluded yourself after that event at your friend's house, right? Um, mm -hmm. At eleven or twelve, you said you felt exhausted, but you also said something which is quite interesting that no one would understand me, right? Um, mm -hmm. you know, this place isn't for me, if you like, or no one, you know, this people or the world won't understand me. Is that correct? Is that what, is that, is, is that, am I, am I wording it rightly? Yeah, yeah, basically. In because I, I mean, I've spoken to quite a lot of people actually, especially, you know, in terms of mental health and depression and uh, people that have felt suicidal in their lives as well. And um, that's a, quite a common, you know, theme uh you know that i find actually that a lot of people feel especially those that do think even later on of you know suicide uh allah protects us from that and, and that they feel that there's no hope for them i mean when we when they say hopeless and people say we feel hopeless uh, i think the meaning of that is also that no one will ever understand what i go through uh, so what's the point I mean, it's complete. It's a complete feeling of isolation and loneliness, right? Um, so, I mean, I mean, at that age as well, I can only imagine it must have been really, really tough. Yeah, I, I, I didn't know what suicide was, uh, quite frankly, you know. Uh, but I, I had just bad time getting up, uh, and to learn sorry uh, Zafra. you know people take their own life sorry bro yeah. one second this happens every like 10 minutes repeat sure. the part from when you said i didn't know what suicide what was okay please uh, so at 11 12 i honestly i didn't even know what suicide was um it was completely like uh this foreign concept for me um i would learn later on like people take their own lives and i was sort of you know amazed at that like, you know, how does someone come to do that? Um, which is a really naive way of thinking. But, you know, I, I remember the way I used to think and that that was sort of constant. But I, I do remember giving up and I do remember uh, not feeling like, you know, I could really fit in anywhere. Uh, granted, I was pretty young. Um, but, uh, I you know, uh, it became a more, um, I think... It felt to me, at least, a more uh, you know viable option was to completely isolate myself um, and just stay in my room uh, because you know no one could really push me out from there. And I, I, 
you know, I wouldn't have to put in any effort and then be completely turned down. Um, you know, and uh, basically, and you know, I was facing constant rejection at a very yeah, young age. Yeah. That's the word and, that came to my mind, actually, the rejection, yeah. yeah. And uh, and so I just, uh, you can't help but blame yourself after a while. Like, a problem has to be me because, you know, you know I'm not doing something right. And uh, what was really tough for me was I, I knew what the issue was. I, I couldn't necessarily change the way I looked. And so I just had to kind of be like that. Um, at age 13, I had surgery. Uh, you know, the, the issue was uh, gone at least. And anyone I met after that would have no idea about what had happened before. But that time, I honestly, I felt like uh, I felt really sort of damaged, so to speak. And I was... Um, I wasn't necessarily the best kid at school. Um, you know, I was in an Islamic school, but uh, not necessarily easy to uh, easy to deal with, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I just felt like, you know, well, I've got to, you know, talk back to people and I've got to let them know. Um, and I would have no problem using, you know, all sorts of language back at teachers and so forth, uh, which if they're watching, I, I'd like to apologize for them. But uh but yeah, I think you know you can really go down that route, um, especially if you don't know um, and realize that there is an alternative. Um, you just think that this is my world and that's it. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, it's it. You go down a very dark path, unfortunately. I mean, you know, you mentioned the thing about the teachers watching. Uh, that uh, I'm sure you know after knowing your story, uh, they 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 appreciate um, what it is you went through at the time. And I guess it's with anyone, right? I mean. Whether, you, whether it's your student, your pupil, whether it's your peers at work, we just don't know what the other person's going through, right? And I guess we're just a, we're just a bunch of emotions and we're reacting to events. And uh, we, we, you know, it's it's so easy for us, so we do it all the time, we judge others. We, we have no idea, what, you know, the shoes and the path that they walk in. Um, you know, I mean, that's um, that was a lot, that's obviously a lot for, for you to take at the time from you know, the constant bullying about your appearance, being constantly self-conscious, the rejection that you felt as well, that, you know, well, if it weren't, I'm trying everything, it's not working out, people still got a problem with me, then clearly it's me, right? Mm-hmm. And then with your father as well passing, not having that, that, that uh, you know, that male kind of role model. Um, when did you, do you feel then you kind of hit rock bottom? after that um i don't know if i felt like i hit rock bottom uh, in high school um you know uh, what ended up happening like i mentioned earlier was um i didn't know what was going on of course like the medical terms for it uh, or the mental health terms for it but uh i was uh you know waking up in the middle of the night i was having uh, really strong anxiety and I was never really like an emotional person, mm-hmm. but uh, it was we- like, I can't explain it. It was like, I'd wake up and it just like, something is just like piercing through like my heart. And I would just like end up crying profusely um, for hours on end until I was just so exhausted I'd fall asleep. And this was happening often, um, I'd say like at the worst, it was like maybe once or twice a week. Um, and I had no idea what was going on. And so, uh, so, so that, you know, that was happening at one end and, uh, Islamic school was nice. Like, you know, we had, uh, you know, Muslim teachers, but, uh, they really had no idea 
uh, you know, I they just saw me as, uh, you know, like a, a rude kid, like a troubled teenager sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, what I learned is uh, it's really relevant to ask a question of why. So if someone's behaving in a certain way, uh, you know, someone who's intelligent is going to realize I've got to ask why. Why are they doing this? Um, because if someone had asked me why, I don't know if I would have a, an answer, but um, it would definitely sound like they weren't judging me and, you know, they would want to hear what's going on. And so, That's interesting. yeah, yeah. yeah That's so big. that was happening in high school. And um, yeah, I, I didn't know. I, I mean, uh, I think that's the first time I started like thinking, well, like th- there is no point living like this. Like mm-hmm. uh, I'm not really getting uh, good grades. I was barely showing up for classes mm-hmm. at that time. Mm-hmm. And that's the first time I started thinking about, uh, you know, taking my own life. Um, it's, this is a, it's quite shocking to be honest, because we're dealing with, uh, you know, it's not every day you, you meet someone or you talk to someone and they tell you quite, you know, quite frankly and honestly that, you know, I thought about taking my own life. Um, and, you know, it takes a lot to admit that. Um, I mean, you know, when I read your article and again, I heard the lecture as well. Um, I shouldn't call it a lecture. The reason why I'm saying it's a lecture actually is because it's funny because the way you kind of you, you I think you were specifically targeting the Muslim community, right? Um, and Muslim brothers uh, struggle with depression, um, and 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 the 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 reminder I should say it, 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 it had a, it had an impact because suicide is something that, that that has affected my life personally, as I mentioned, which is uh, one of my closest friends. Um, but, you know, and, and I know I don't want to spoil it for people because I know this is part of the story that you're trying to relate. But one assumption is that deep depression will always lead to the feeling of suicide, which is not necessarily the case, right? Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people, they know that they're suffering from depression, but they're not necessarily, it doesn't, I mean, not every depressant or manic depressant, if you like, are, are, are suicidal. Right, mm-hmm. but every suicidal person or feels suicidal is suffering from depression, if we can put it like that. When did you reach that point then exactly? That okay, you thought this this is enough. Enough is enough. I mean, after the the, the you know you had you 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 were crying profusely, you couldn't sleep properly. Uh, it was a certain steps that you wanted to take to end your life then. I mean, what, 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 what was it? I don't know. It's quite, I don't want to get too graphic and stuff. I don't know. I don't want to necessarily bring up these, uh, bad parts or memories, but if you could share that, uh, if, in order for some of us to learn, that would be great. Yeah. I, I think, uh, you know, to, to be accurate, uh, I never planned to go through with it. Okay. Um, but I, I did seriously ponder it. Okay. Um, so I guess, uh, like a slight, uh, okay. Okay. That. Okay. Yeah. Um, Which again, and, th- there's stages, right? Because some people, from what I remember from my friend, it was it started as an idea, a thought, a conviction, and and then actively seeking it out. You know, which mm-hmm. I don't want to go into, but w- w- I guess you were maybe at stage one. Like I, I, I could never get to planning because. Um, you know, we grew up, alhamdulillah, in a you know fairly uh, practicing home, 
what I mean by that is, you know, um, just being reminded of Allah constantly. Um, and I had good siblings, uh, mother, uh, good brother-in-laws as well, uh, that were, um, you know, very uh, close to their faith. And, uh, and so I would, you know, I grew up in just hearing, you know, lectures in the background, Quran on in the house, um, being reminded to pray and so forth. And uh, I was always very, uh, you know, I felt, uh, you know, being very isolated. I felt uh, in a strange way, very connected with Allah. And I was, you know, what, 15, 16. So uh, honestly, not really that close to my faith. But uh, but I just knew one thing. Uh, I, I didn't want to die and then go and meet Allah like this. You know, I just felt like, um, you know, my creator always had my back when it came to having no support at all. You know, uh, uh, you know, being without my dad, uh, having my mom just so, in, you know, overwhelmed with her own, uh, uh, you know, troubles in the beginning, uh, losing her husband and so forth, and then trying to, you know, figure out what to do with her kids. Um, and then uh, not really feeling like I had support from friends um, and, and feeling, uh, to be very honest, like uh, uh, feeling very let down by friends, uh, which is like, it's not to put too much you know, pressure on them, but um, I just, I didn't feel like I had that. And I did feel like I had something with my creator. And so I just couldn't convince myself that, you know, taking my life would be the best way to go and meet mm-hmm. him. Um, right, and uh, right. and this is someone who wasn't really too close to his faith. <laughs> so, but so you but was, you right. you were still God conscious, right, from a young age? Yeah, and, and I you know I would think about it, and I would like come up with ideas of how I could do it, uh, and then I was like, uh, no, but I can't, you know, like I tried to rationalize it as much as I could, uh, and I just I just I could never do it, and um, and so at that point I'd stop, and so this back and forth went on for quite a while. And then I sort of came to a decision and I'm like, you know, I can't do this. This is wrong. Um, and, you know, maybe a love will help me. And, uh, uh, you know, life is interesting uh, because just because I made a decision not to take my life, mm-hmm. uh, things weren't roses after that. I mean, it was still very challenging. Like, of course. I, uh, I just, it was a bit disappointing because I thought, well, I made, I made a good decision. So I should see good things come towards me. And um, that didn't necessarily happen. So I had more of those sleepless nights. Um, and then I just, uh, I would just start like going on long walks, which uh, <laughs> sounds weird, but I, I, I just literally I would walk around, you know, the city of Toronto going nowhere. And then when I was just really tired, I'd come back. How old were you then? Uh, I was in high school, maybe okay. 16, 17. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, and so uh, I just thought, you know, I was just very desperate, like almost looking for like a figurative staircase somewhere I could go to. Someone could tell me do this or do that, and it'd make a little sense. I, I had no idea, you know, how to like uh, combat all of this, right? Um, but but that that was uh, on and off. I mean, I I uh, barring a few breakdowns, I seemed to seem to be handling it pretty well, and so um, I got through high school, you know, managed to get through it, and. Uh, when I got to college, university, that was, um, and I, I couldn't really skip classes anymore because <laughs> you need to attend classes for university. And um, so that was really challenging. I was in and out of classes. And, uh, you know, I had a lot of pressure on me to to do well. 
And mm. at that point, I became very exhausted. I, I, I'm like, I, I can't do this anymore. And so um, I sort of, you know, left school. I'd come back. I'd leave school and so forth. This is college <clears> now, right? I what university? Yeah. University, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. At that time, and um, uh, what year were you in? First year, I could never. What did you apply to study, if you don't mind me? At that time, I, I was studying criminology, I believe. Okay, that's interesting. All right. Yeah. Um, but it got too much, right? I couldn't get through one semester. Um, oh, and um, it was, uh, you know, so I, I would get through one semester, and then the second started, and I just couldn't get myself through it. And then, um, so next semester would start. Um, and I used to just come. Uh, there was one moment, like, incident, sorry. I came to campus. I, I sat down, I could see my professor talking, and it was just going through one ear and out the other. Uh, not that I was bored, uh, although I've had, you know, those those uh, experiences after as well. But uh, I, uh, I just remember being so overwhelmed with all of these thoughts in my mind that uh, I just couldn't, you know, focus. And I was like, you know, what am I doing here? And uh, and so, you know, reluctantly, um, not that I wanted to, but reluctantly, I, I left school uh, at the time. And uh, it was hard after because, you know, I was getting a lot of judgmental, um, you know, uh, statements from others. Like, uh, you don't care about your future. Uh, you don't want to study. What are you going to do with your life? Uh, which doesn't... Pakistani background uh, as well in the family. Yeah, and it doesn't necessarily help, right? Um, but, uh, but yeah, at the time, I still didn't know you know, I, I had gone through all of this depression and so forth. So that was a time I seriously considered uh, suicide again. And, and I said, you know what, um, I, I have to do this now because I'm, I'm becoming a, a burden to others around me. Mm. Um, and so I'm making their life harder anyways. Mm. Um, and uh, it, it's strange, you know, like the, the rationale you come up with when you're thinking along those lines, it's just really scary in a way because um, you make something that's impermissible, you know, suicide seem halal. Because I was like, well, a lot of people lie and they cheat and they do all sorts of bad things. Right. Um, I'm, I'm not going to harm anyone, you know, like I'm just mm. going to do this quietly and then go away. That's interesting. So it's like <laughs> a, you have like a, not just a psychological, but it's like, you know, especially from a, a point of faith a spiritual renegotiation you're kind of renegotiating yeah. with yourself saying oh well you know there's many harams or sins out there it can't be that sinful put it into the scale of all sins right uh it's 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 something i'm doing to myself i'm not harming anyone else you try to rationalize it you know what i mean yeah and uh, but yeah, i'll tell you what it's dangerous I, I, right i could never get to a point of saying that it was fine because like okay. you know there's a there's a truth in our religion uh in our faith and you know, there's things. That one of the example is Muhammad, that there's only Muhammad, one God. Muhammad, forgive me. Yeah. Repeat it from that. There's the truth. There's the truth in our religion. Yeah. So yeah. I, I firmly believe that you know there's there's certain truths in our faith, mm -hmm. certitudes that um, that you can't get around them. One of them, for example, is that we have only one Creator, one one God, and that there's no other God but Him. Right. And and, and so that's just a certain known fact. And, and I, I really believe in the bottom of my heart that Allah would not put any challenges in someone's life um, that, that they would not be able to get through. Mm. And so I, I couldn't rationalize it uh, as, you know, irrational as I became those days. 
that this was the right thing to do. Um, so you always you know. had that thing, maybe you know, your, your, your you know that that voice in your head, that that spirituality, that firm belief that you knew inherently that it was wrong, and that's what kind of held you back. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I I didn't hear that part. Didn't that. No problem. I said so. You always you always knew you had you knew inherently you had that thing within you that voice in your head that you knew that it was wrong inherently it was wrong and it held you back. Yeah, that that was all. It always came down to that. Like yeah, yeah. if I wasn't Muslim, I I honestly I'd be dead a long time ago. Um, right. And, okay. And that's not. I wouldn't like you know say that in any um, you know, uh, form of. Uh, uh, I think judgmental way to yeah, someone yeah, who's yeah. not not Muslim. I'm just talking about myself. And, and you don't. And at the same time, you don't mean no it in way. a way as if you're trying to proselytize your faith at the same time, right? Yeah, it was yeah. just a God honest truth because no, because I, a lot I of people of faith feel that. I couldn't see a reason to live. Like, you know, I, I I felt like, well, you know, my family would miss me, yes, and I don't want them to be hurt, but I'm also causing so much harm in their life. So the plus minus, maybe it's better I go away. Like I came to that point, but then. I'm like, no, this is wrong in our faith, and I don't want to meet Allah like this. And I'm like, you know, after everything I've been through, if I meet him like this, like, like that would be such a disappointment. So um, I just couldn't get myself to that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's funny how that works. I mean, so, um, I mean and it's interesting because you mentioned this was actually the second time you started pondering uh, taking this your was, life. Right, it's way like the more, second time, right? But this is more way intense. more serious. Yeah, right. Because time. you're older now. You're 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 an adult. You've just started I was university. Twenty one, twenty two, I believe. Yeah. And you start university, right? And then you're basically well after you um, you dropped out uh, from the course. Um, it's hard, you know. I don't. I really don't know what to say to that. You know, it's quite powerful. It's quite powerful because, I mean, just from talking to you, I feel like we're breaking a lot of, uh, not just the stereotypes, but it's very enlightening because there's so many misunderstandings in in terms of the way people view depression and how people think about suicide. It, it, it can be a recurring thing, you know what I mean? It doesn't just necessarily happen once. Yeah. It, it can it can be repetitive <laughs> and it's a recurring kind of theme in someone's life. Sometimes for people it's for decades, you know. Mm-hmm. And thank God, uh, alhamdulillah, and, you know, the inner strength that they may have or whatever the circumstances, certain variables around them, that they don't do it, you know. But for some people, it, they're constantly struggling, man. You know, for years and years and years, um, you know, and um, but for this, on this particular occasion, it was it was far more serious for you. Yeah, and it, it becomes, I think, a little harder as you age because, in some way, um, when you're young, you have a lot of dreams and you can kind of hang on to them, mm-hmm. and you become a bit older and uh, you start thinking a little bit more pragmatically and. And, uh, you know, sometimes uh, it seems even harder, like, you know, to have a dream that it's going to get better because you're like, well, this and that and, you know, all sorts of things come up. And so I was really convinced to do it. But it was the same thought. I just I couldn't get myself to, you know, to go and commit to something like this. Uh, And uh, and so. It, it, not with joy, not with relaxation, but with reluctance. I, I'd sort of just okay. Let me just go on with my life. Yeah, uh, yeah. And hopefully it'll get better. But 
it, it didn't, <laughs> which, uh, which was, um, you know, and I, and I kind of just became a little bit more like calm, I guess about it. And uh, well, so what, what point was that again? What stage was that when you hoped that it was going to get better, but it didn't, how old are you then? Uh, so it's about early twenties, I'd say. Okay. And that was the second time I was pondering suicide early twenties, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, I, 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 there was not like a lot of people asked me, like, what was the moment that things got better yes. for you? Yes. Um, and, uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> that's a, that's a disappointing answer. But uh, I, I used to um, I used to meditate at night. Uh, so before Fajr, you know, last third of the night, um, I would just get up and uh, you know uh, just talk to Allah. And I, honestly, it would be like for like half an hour, sometimes one hour, and I would just talk to him and uh, just uh, and you know not in Arabic, like making dua. I would just you know. Uh, speak in a vernacular language like English, for example, <laughs> and I just speak to him, and uh, and I just started to feel a lot better from there. But that was like I think that was the first thing I did, uh, and I didn't do it intentionally, but <clears throat> I did it, and uh, I started to feel a little bit better, um, and uh, it, uh, you know I started to get a little bit more more ease, I suppose. And uh, at the same time, ironically, I for the first time in my life, I. Um, I ran into uh, a counselor at my college, and um, and so when I spoke to her about it, uh, that's when I started to understand a little bit more about mental health and depression. And she didn't give me an official diagnosis, but you know, she was like, "I think you're going through depression," and uh, and I was like, "Okay, that that makes some sense." <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I think it was a combination of like uh, therapy, um, right. also uh, building. Uh, which I didn't know at the time, but building uh, forms of you know resilience, and for me it was meditation. It was making dua to Allah, and those things just you know made me a little bit more calm. Uh, you know, I wasn't freaking out as often, uh, and uh, I became a uh, lot more, I think, uh, composed because I would freak out quite you know uh, quite frequently. Would you mean by that freaking out, like anxiety, anxiety attacks? Yeah, and like one small slip up, and that's it. Everything's gonna fall. I right. used to think like that all the time, and uh, and so uh, slip which, up which like, makes it uh, come again. What do you mean by slip up? Slip up like uh, if I'm having a bad day, um, if uh, you know something, for example, uh, you know uh, uh, I couldn't get myself to you know pay attention in class. Small stuff, very small, quite insignificant to be honest. Uh, and it could be anything. Um, I, I frankly I can't remember something specific, but it was something very small, uh, and I was just like, okay, you know, it's it's all gonna, everything's gonna fall. And so, uh, but yeah, I I stopped doing that. I think, and uh, this was in around, um, I'd say maybe twenty three, twenty four. Okay. And I was like sort of building that up. And, uh, and then I, I started to do more. I, you know, I got a lot more closer to my faith and, um, you know, I was, uh, relying a lot more on my creator and, uh, very little on people around me. And I felt, uh, I felt very strong. And, um, at the time, you know, uh, I, like I said, I had, I had no job. I, I had, uh, really nothing in terms of like a skill set with university or career and so forth. And, uh, and, but I felt at peace, like I was, 
I was very, very relaxed. Um, and I could, I felt like I could finally like live my life now. And so I ended up going back to university at that time. How old um, were you then? I was, uh, so this is when I wrote the article, probably 24, I believe. So you wrote the um, article at that time and you were 24, right? Yeah, this was over several months, I'd this say. This is now about five years ago, right? Just over five years uh, ago? About six years ago, yeah. Oh, five, six years ago. Okay. But I started writing the article and then I, I, I was, you know what I, I was actually thinking was that I'm going to go to university, I'm going to graduate. And then I'm going to, like, you know, share my story with everyone. Okay. And I thought, like, well, you know, why, like, why should I really do that? Like, why am I waiting to get to a certain stage and then tell the world, right? I wanted to just honestly share my story at a, you know, frankly, very vulnerable time in terms of career um, and in terms of, like, mm-hmm. uh, where I was personally. Right. Like, I was, and I, I, I had, like, nothing at that time with me. But I'm like, you know what, this is perfect. Like, this is a time I, I want to share this because um, I, I want people to know, because I know this myself, that uh, material, uh, you know, wealth, uh, that are not, and, and so forth. Muhammad, forgive you know, me, bro. Forgive me again, bro. Go the part when you said, um, first of all, try and get this away slightly if you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Probably a t-shirt. Secondly, you said, um, you, from the point where you said material wealth, that's a part. You started to realize that material wealth didn't give you the pleasure? Because you mentioned the point that you wrote the article wasn't necessarily when you graduated, but you wrote it when yeah. you were struggling and then you realized material wealth was, something about material wealth was not necessarily the answer or something like that? Yeah, I, I realized like, you know, nothing... You don't necessarily need something tangible like uh, like wealth, uh, status, material, and so forth. Mm-hmm. And I realized that that you know at a very early age, I think. And uh, and I didn't want to write the article and publish it when I you know when I had all those things. I'm like you know what, let me do it right now um, because I, I I felt a lot of contentment in my heart. And um, and that's really I think what people are trying to get right. I don't think yeah. people are really trying to get like. Uh, they're trying to achieve all of these things. I think what people really hope for is to have peace of mind, to have contentment and so forth. Um, That's and the, I think you can yeah. find all of those things without anything. Yeah, with all the, 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 the accolades and the titles and the, the doctor or the you got the MA or the master, right? I mean, it, it's quite powerful actually that you mentioned that because I think we, 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 we unnecessarily put this pressure on ourselves that I'm going to share my story that I'm going to really open up, I'm going to become great and brilliant when I've achieved A, B, and C, right? You know, when I've got mm-hmm. the degree or when I've got my doctorate or when I've actually got that job. But then you, you kind of set these these standards for yourself and saying, when I achieve those things, that's when I feel that I deserve to have a voice. But who says, mm-hmm. like, yourself, you realize, well, you, you can have a voice right now. Which you know what I mean? You don't have to have these amazing feats and achievements. You can do it right now. Um, and I think we kind of fool ourselves sometimes. What do you think about that? Yeah, there's no question. I, I, I think, you know, I mean, I, I ended up going back. I graduated uh, from university. Excellent. But, uh, Congratulations. Uh, yeah, alhamdulillah. But uh, honestly, I, you know, it, it really makes zero difference in one way because, uh I think it's good. I mean, if, if you can afford an education, you have the privilege to it. Um, you know, should try to do that or a master's or, 
uh, try to get a job that you like. I think right. those are those are good goals to have. Um, but uh, but you know, t- looking for something more, like looking for contentment, uh, happiness, if so, uh, from these sort of things, uh, it's it's going to be a very disappointing feeling. And I think people inevitably realize that, right. whether it's like a midlife crisis or something at very very old age, um, that you know these things are nice, but you're not going to get anything more out of them. Um, so, you know, I, I, I pursue them now, but I, uh, I, you know, I, I know in my heart that I'm not going to get it's from, but you're doing it from a different standpoint now, aren't you? You're doing it from a standpoint of you're feeling far much, far more content. Um, I know um, one of the things you, you mentioned, which kind of struck out when you were 11, 12 at the time, right. Uh, and you were in Islamic school and no, no one actually asked you. Correct me if I'm wrong. No one really actually asked you. Are you okay? Is everything all right? Because you said that you would, you, you don't know what you would have said anyway, right? You don't know what kind of answer yeah. would you would have given them. But did, like, did no one really ask you that? Because you felt like you didn't really have friends, right? I mean, I I, I, I had friends like anyone does in school. No, but when you're that age, um, I guess you're that age. But then your father obviously passed away. Your teachers mm-hmm. are your teachers at the Islamic school. Um, maybe you're the closest to your mom, I'm guessing, and your sisters. Did they ever ask you, look, what's going on? Uh, I can't remember anyone asking me, to be honest, <laughs> which is uh, which is odd. I mean, uh, nothing close to it as well. Like, um, okay. you know, the, what I, the, the most I heard was, uh, sorry about your dad. And that was about it. But um, did your mom and uh, your mom and your sisters, for example, they're constantly with you, right? Did they never notice that? Look, you seem you're not yourself. Because remember, you said you're quite talkative. You know these little signs. Yeah. Yeah. Did they ever like approach you, for example? Or is it because maybe you think it's the way you dealt with it, because you're kind of quiet and recluse? Because you know, one of the things I mentioned in my, my my poem that we put on masks, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we put on a facade. That we're okay, everything's so far. Oh, everything's okay. I mean, no one has an idea. No one has a clue. You know what we're thinking and feeling here, right? Um, it, it, do you think part of it was possibly that as well that you kind of carried your well, what yourself in a certain way, which didn't give off that impression? Um, maybe, and I, and I think another thing must have been uh, I was the only uh, guy in the house, and um, you know uh, my sisters and my mother didn't necessarily know. Um, you know, some of the challenges that come with being a guy, for example, or it's like, you know, being the only sister with like five, four male siblings. Right. Uh, they're probably not going to understand, uh, even if they want to, they won't understand what you're going through. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that was part of it. Um, uh, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, my, they all genuinely tried. Uh, but uh, sometimes, you know, uh, they would sort of make it worse, but uh, but I, I can look back at it and say you know like they they didn't mean to. Yeah, they wanted best for you, obviously, right? For sure, yeah. When 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 did they notice that they had to intervene? That did they feel that they had to say something? Did they did there must have been signs for them, right? Well, you know, growing up with sisters, um, there was never a time where they felt they had to say something because I was always hearing something. <laughs> uh, so. I think it was more so at a point like they came to realize like, uh, you know, maybe we should give him some space. And that was probably uh, 
in around the same time at 23, 24. Mm. My sister sister told me, um, you know, I think there were a lot of people telling you what to do. And I was like, yeah, really? You know, like now you notice, but uh, but alhamdulillah, you know, like uh, you kind of learn over time. Uh, I probably wasn't, you know, the easiest to deal with uh, uh, as a brother, but uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that in around that time they kind of learned, and uh, it was it was nice, like uh, you know, to get through all of that and be closer as a family. Okay, alhamdulillah, excellent. That's uh, that's interesting. And, and well, what again? I mean, I was really impressed that you mentioned that. Uh, I, f- I thought that was quite powerful. How, um, you know, when you first pondered about pondered over writing the article um, and the subsequent YouTube video, you thought, well, let me graduate first, let me finish my degree, which you now have. Uh, but you just did it at the time, right? And you posted it. But yeah, again, congratulations. What did you graduate in? <laughs> I got a. So I graduated at the city planning and English, did a city double major in that. Oh, excellent! Well done, yeah. well done! Congratulations, Mubarak, Mubarak, <laughs> as they say in our community. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> <laughs> and you are you working full time now? Are you pursuing that as a career? Yeah, it's. I want to pursue a master's in uh, maybe uh, uh, city planning or, uh, you know, or counseling. I still haven't fully made my mind up. Mm. But, uh, I think you'd be a good counsellor, you know, Muhammad. I, I, I don't You've know. got I a lot so. to share, man. <laughs> You've got a lot to share. You know, I've learned so much myself. But, and again, you know, it's people who come from that kind of, you know, that angle and that standpoint and that experience, sometimes they're the, they're the most effective counsellors because they've been there, right? Uh, mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I think that's definitely something for you to consider. Um, definitely. Um, so, okay. So we've got uh, your your childhood, obviously, uh, and 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 f- the feeling of depression, loneliness, not wanting to be a burden, and that's another thing that struck 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 out. You, the feeling of not wanting to be a burden. Uh, a lot of people that I've spoken to and, and and articles that I read about people suicide, uh, for example, people who have fallen into depression is that feeling of I'm a burden on everyone around me, right? Um, how would you advise people that are feeling this right now? How, What would you say to them, if someone is watching this video right now and actually generally feels that because so many bad things have happened in their life, so many mistakes that they've made, they just can't get their act together, you know, they just can't get it together, they feel, and they are constantly disappointing others around them, they're disappointing themselves. What advice would you give someone like that? Uh, that's that's tough, you know, but um, I think uh, I would just encourage everyone to know that, uh, uh, well, if I could answer it in, in one way, I guess, uh, when I felt like I got through depression uh, and I was, you know, starting off school and I uploaded the article and I felt things were going to be, you know, that go forward. Muhammad, 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 sorry, bro, sorry, yes. man. <laughs> when I uploaded the article, when I uploaded the article, and I, no, when I started school, and I uploaded the article. Uh, I just repeat the question, sorry. Um, oh, the question was a deep question, man. <laughs> um, the question was uh, basically. Oh, what would I would advise? Okay, what would you advise someone like that as feeling that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I think it, for me, it'd be really hard to advise someone. Uh, going through that but I, I, I guess I could answer it in 
in one way, which would be um, when I was uh, when I uploaded the article and you know posted it onto YouTube and so forth. Uh, I thought that you know my life is going to be much better. I'm out of depression, and now I'm going to be normal. And uh, hmm. I started, you know, after that, I started to go through things I had, I, I thought I would never go through, and I, I had some really, really down days as well. Um, but you know, like the only difference was like I wasn't thinking about suicide. I was just like, okay, like this is not easy, but let me handle it. And it was really hard, but it was. Um, really rewarding as well to get mm -hmm. through it uh like the way i got through university like god knows i mean i could write like a whole article just on that yeah <laughs> you know it was not easy but alhamdulillah you know i i not only got through it but i i i did really well uh my marks were you know they kept getting better the longer i stayed Excellent. and um i made a lot of you know changes in my life which uh, which wasn't easy you know when you go from just trying to survive um it becomes it's really hard and then we have to, you know, teach yourself how to live, mm -hmm. which is a little bit different. And that took me a while to kind of get a grasp of. Um, in terms of being a burden, I, I think sometimes I, I you know, I, I still feel that way, you know, like I, I might be a burden to others because I'm having a down day and so forth. But uh, to be honest, I mean, um, none of us are perfect. Uh, we become a burden to others around us, uh, you know, almost all the time. Uh, but you know, the key thing is, um, I, and I wrote this in the article, and, and it's said by, you know, the Prophet, peace be upon him, uh, who about three, four days before his death said, um, let none of you die unless you have good expectations from Allah, unless you have good thoughts about him. So, you know, don't tell yourself these negative stories. Like, give yourself at least one chance to uh, tell yourself something positive. Uh, just give yourself that one chance. Um, and it, you know, it'll, your trials will make a little bit more sense. Like I, I look back to it and, you know, I could negatively look at it in a way, like I didn't really have much of a childhood and so forth, mm -hmm. but I could say, well, you know what? Um, first of all, it's, it's a long time ago and, you know, the older you get, the less you care about what happened before. Um, uh, and, and that, you know, you, you start to think about what that brought out in you. Anytime you go through something. Um, it's going to bring out something from you. Mm -hmm. You go through a trial, you're going to come out a different person, especially if you go through it in a, in a patient way. So, um, you know, yeah, I, right. I, I, I don't have to like what I went through. I don't. Right. But uh, alhamdulillah, I think I'm happy with the changes I made in my life. You know, for me, Allah is still very important to me. Uh, faith is really important. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and I, I have a lot of really good friends. And I don't know if I would have had them if I didn't go through all of these things. So, so I think in short, I would mm. just say, you know, uh, give yourself one chance uh, and, and think positive about Allah. Okay. Give yourself one chance and think positive about Allah. And again, if that's, for example, applying to, uh, or for the non-Muslim viewer, for example, um, mm. you know, uh, it could be whatever they find faith in, I guess, right? Whatever they find strength in, which is in their, their God and their faith or, you know, I mean, people have different things that they rely on, um, but they, 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 you know, undeniably there seems to be a connection between healing from mental health and depression and finding faith. And I, I, I can't give statistics, but I did read it in art in an article not long ago about the a quite high proportion of people 
that part of their healing is actually turning to faith, whether it's becoming a practicing Muslim, a practicing Christian, you know, whatever faith that they follow, right? And a lot of people do find solace and their healing in in following a religion or faith. Um, I mean, I've heard you quite a few times now mention the importance the importance of your Creator of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala in your life. Um, you know, the the moment where, well, because you were in a religious household, so constantly you were surrounded by that. To the time where, you know, you were you you knew from quite a young age actually, which is quite profound, that you didn't want to meet Allah when you first pondered about suicide, and then you convinced yourself, but I don't want to meet Allah like this. You know, I mean, for a lot of people, that's 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 very profound. A lot of young kids don't think like that, you know, uh, and um, I don't know. Maybe that's a gift in itself, you know, to 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 be even thinking on that level, you know, because it's 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 transcending something that we have we can't see, right? Um, and again, it's something when you again thought of again uh, when you were in your early 20s that you don't want to meet Allah like this um, but then you mentioned the relapse you know you didn't use the word but it sounded like a relapse <laughs> right in your mid-20s or after you studied your started your studies again you have mm-hmm. your highs and your lows you mentioned the word lows you said I had lows again yeah. this is something we constantly hear and I read about about the highs and lows and depression right mm-hmm. uh, and, and you have your low days but then you should be hopeful and be positive. Give your chance. Give give yourself a chance with positivity. Is that what you? Is that what you you feel? Was... Yeah, I think I think the hardest part is just um, starting off. You know, if you have depression, people often speak about how they have very little energy, willpower to do something. That's probably the hardest stage, to be honest. Um, but you know, when I got through it and I was having all of these challenges come my way, um, you know, you, you've got to build like a network. Yeah. Of, support around you okay. um, if, if also if it's therapy but you, you start to you know you can build up different yeah. resilience skills yeah. to get through it um, and you do become a lot stronger you know yeah so uh, but again it's you take a step at a time you know yeah uh, for some people like you know their step is just I'm gonna get out of bed and I'm gonna go outside for a walk and that's good like right. you know that's awesome uh, for others, it's like, you know, I'm going to go talk to a stranger today, I, mm-hmm. you know, to battle social anxiety. And for others, it's like, I'm going to go and uh, study university and try to graduate. So, um, you know, but you can build on these skills, you know, that uh, if you keep a growth mindset and, uh, um, you know, tell yourself that I'm not there, but I'm not there yet. Mm-hmm. And you can always build on those things. Um, but okay. again, it, it's... You try not to overburden yourself. That's so, sure. yeah, I like the way you put that uh, growth mindset. So it's the idea of you always trying to grow and better yourself, even the li- the littlest of things. Um, uh, Muhammad, could I ask you to put on your light because it's become a bit dark yes. now? Is it getting near Maghrib time? Yeah, 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 yeah. Give me a second. Right. No give worries, second. man. No worries. Alhamdulillah. Do your thing, bro. Uh, give me Is one. Yeah, or? yeah, that's much better. Give me one second, yeah, like one second. Thanks. Let's see if I can close this.
Bismillah. Yeah, that's all good. That's better. Yeah, alhamdulillah. Okay. That's all good. Um, where were we? Uh, what the what? What and is it, okay? Any any other points you wanted to uh, to raise? Um, top of my head, I'm trying to think. So, oh, I could say. Okay, what I could ask is. So when was the feeling then? That, I mean, do you still go for your highs and lows? Did you feel that there? Okay, you said there wasn't that one thing that happened necessarily where. You could attribute it to when you know things started to turn to change radically, but you do remember when you were doing tahajjud prayers or just speaking mm -hmm. to Allah, right? That's something that's quite apparent to you. Yeah, I mean, if I had to pick like a turning point for me, it was that, uh, and this is like when I had. Uh, okay, let like... me let me let me word that reword that. Yeah. So okay. So, Muhammad, what, what was, uh, again, for you to remind us, what was the turning point then where you feel that, you know what, I'm on like, I, I'm just on a high right now. What was that turning point again? Uh, sorry, I actually didn't catch that. <laughs> no, <laughs> don't worry, man. It's all good, bro. <laughs> the mind goes off, wanders off. All right. So, three, two, one. So, Muhammad, again, remind us, what was that turning point again where you felt that you started to you know make uh, that positive change yeah i, I think uh it, you know if i had to think about it and i unintentionally came to it uh, it was um the first time i started waking up for the hatred i i would sometimes pray just one or two rakahs uh, of nawafil that which was it I, I didn't really pray long but i would sit down and, and just talk to allah for like half an hour. It started as five minutes, then it became 10, then half an hour, then an hour. Um, and this is a time that like, literally, the, these were the days where I couldn't get out of bed. Like I'd wake up in the morning uh, sometimes and I'm like, uh, like, what can I do today? And I would just stay lying down for like an hour or two. Um, so I had very, very little willpower. Mm -hmm. um, and so I you know, going to university and completing a degree was just, you know, out of my realm. Um, so, you know, but this this is the time I, you know, I would wake up for prayer. Um, someone once asked, you know, once asked me, like, can you still pray when you're going through depression? And I think you absolutely can. Like, <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> that's, that, that's, a valid, that's a valid question, right? The, yeah, it's a very good question. I, but I think, you know, uh, deep down, we do have that uh, ability to do it. Um, and and so I, I was still able to maintain my prayers in the middle of it, alhamdulillah. Okay. Um, and so when I get up for Fajr a little bit before that, I would just you know wake up, and um, I just accidentally came upon upon it. You know, I would just uh, talk to Allah, and th those were long conversations. And honestly, like I could, um, uh, you know, not to sound like so um, preachy, but uh, that was like those moments are probably the best in my entire life better than when I graduated, mm. better than uh, anything I can think of. Uh, I just felt so much peace in my heart. And I uh, I really felt like I, you know, yeah, I can get up tomorrow and stuff. And so you uh, actually looked forward to getting up the next morning. Uh, maybe not getting up, but uh, waiting for the <laughs> night. <laughs> <laughs> all right. all right. It's all in stages. Uh, okay. But, but it got better and stuff. That, well, that's interesting because uh, you see, I was not in the impression that you used to regularly pray. I know you said you went to Islamic school. You know, you had a very Islamic upbringing in terms of your household. But I didn't, I didn't really realize whether you were constantly on your, 
you know, your five daily prayers? Was that something that you were always constantly on then? Um, high school, not necessarily. Okay. But, uh, you know, uh, as a, like my stress started to increase in high school, I, I started praying regularly. Okay. And then, um, then it became very constant. It just became part of my routine. Does that help you, do you think, then, the prayers? Oh, 100%, man. I, I don't know where I'd be. Because, you know, uh, like, prayer is always going to shape your entire day. Um, if you're thinking about what I need to do, uh, ideally, right. prayer should guide it. You know, if I'm going to do uh, this event or that event, I'm going to pray here, I'm going to pray there. And uh, without realizing it, you know, you're you're uh, forcing a routine into your Excellent. life. Yes. And routine is really important. Especially when you have Excellent. anxiety and depression. A lot of therapists uh, speak about that, right? A lot of them do. Yeah. Like a lot of, I know so, Jordan Peterson, which is from your ends, from Canada, right? I've watched yeah, a few of his Toronto, videos. Toronto, your <laughs> University of Toronto, right? And he, yeah. he speaks a lot about routine as well, and having some form of routine, having a life and doing things. So the prayers kind of... It, it does force the routine, yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, even I think... Uh, Someone who's you know who's not Muslim, they would kind of agree with that. Like it does force routine, um, and uh, it really, really helped me. Um, well, you know, the, the, in terms of the millennials today, and even if not just the millennials, but the, you know, the, the, the age that we're in, twenty eighteen as well, we're hearing a lot. We've been hearing it since the new millennium this thing about meditation. So okay, let's not call it prayers. Let's not call it spirituality. Uh, let's just replace the world to something that's a bit more palatable. And something that we can swallow a bit better, meditation. So for some people it's meditation, which is fine. That's a beautiful thing. And I think we should all meditate. And a lot of people say, well, it's the same thing. Well, not necessarily. But a lot of people that aren't necessarily on a particular faith or a religious path swear by meditation as well. Yeah, I, I, I don't know too much of the, you know, the science behind it. Mm -hmm. But... Uh, uh, you know, for anyone who's not Muslim, I mean, there's uh, meditation certainly isn't the only way. Um, mm -hmm. There's many different things that can help in 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 someone's well-being. Um, but uh, I think really what I could what I can do when I share my story is just be very authentic about it. And uh, for me, it was really you know the getting up before Fajr, which helped. Uh, and uh, anything else would just be a lie. So uh, for me, that helped. I don't know. If that's the only way, I think there's a lot of ways to get better as well. Well, I mean, it's funny because, you know, we hear these things, uh, you know, from a Muslim community as well. And, you know, one of the things I try to tackle in my poem is about the imams and the advice that they might give, you know. Uh, mm. and in my poem about suicide, the Muslims about, you know, I went to my local imam to him to read a, to simply read a few pages of the Holy Quran, made dua to Allah mm -hmm. for guidance on Iman. But essentially, that is for 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 people that are on the that spiritual Islamic path. For them, that is the answer. But then it's the way that you give the advice, I guess, because you know you admit it yourself. It was many things, right? It was also the timing of when you met that counselor. Uh, is that when you just dropped out of university? You met the counselor. Is that when you were in your in university initially, just before you dropped out? I, so I, I dropped out of school four times okay. uh, and uh, that was at college, I believe. Mm -hmm. uh, she, very, very kind woman. Um, that was the first time I sort of came on to uh, therapy by accident. My mental health, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so that was like obviously huge help for me. 
Um, yes, because I want I to speak about therapy in your life at that time then. Uh, come again. So I wanted to touch upon that. Did you actually mm-hmm. constantly seek therapy from that time? Um, she, she, I remember she told me, I, I want you to, uh, I want you to seek this. I, I want you to try to get uh, therapy, uh, you know, when you do go back to university. Um, and, uh, and I was like, okay, I, I'll keep an open mind to it. And um, so I, I did, I, I tried to ignore it, but I ended up, you know, going back. Uh, I think it just helps to have uh, someone who knows about the topic um, and that can, you know, understand a little bit better of what you're going through. Uh, you know, I know the, the quick note on the imam part is I think this is where so many people get it wrong is um, giving someone the right answer isn't necessarily what you need to do all the time. Like, uh, it's very easy. Like, you can step in and tell someone what to do. But I think a lot of people need to be heard. They need to be listened to. And they need to know someone actually genuinely cares. Like, mm. it's not a wrong thing to tell someone, like, you should pray to Allah and he will help you. Because that's factually true. We know that in our faith. Um, but to tell them that without listening to them and without actually hearing what they're going through, it, it might just fall on deaf ears. Mm, so which is unfortunate because you're telling something that's accurate, but it, you know, doing that is coming across isn't really the best. Sorry, Muhammad, which is unfortunate yeah. because you're telling someone something accurate. Repeat from that point, please. It's unfortunate you're telling someone accurate. Uh, something, something accurate, a- yeah, yeah. That, like, for example, praying. So I do that again. Start off again. It's unfortunate. God, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Don't worry about uh, it. I edit it. I edit it. No, no, no worries. Uh, I'm trying to think. Okay, so I, I think it, it's, it's just unfortunate when you tell someone the right thing, but it, it comes across uh, in an ineffective manner. So, you know, uh, pray to Allah and He will help you, or go back to school and finish your degree (laughs) which is something i used to hear um and and telling them something that's actually correct it's you know that's uh, so it's it's ironic isn't it though it's ironic ironic. because what you just said was so ironic i mean the paradox the paradox in it which is telling people the right thing is not always the right thing i mean that's just that's just it's counterintuitive right but it's, it's genius. It's odd, but it's, yeah. it's odd, but it's genius because it's so true. I, I mean, I think people just a lot of them want to be heard, like, um, and it doesn't take a counselor to necessarily do that. <clears throat> you can just literally just don't talk, just listen. You know, um, a lot of people want to be heard, and um, you know, when they don't have a chance to do that, it's uh, you know, it, it it feels like unsolicited advice just coming at them, and it's hard to take that seriously then. Um, so, so yeah, I think that's something that gets missed. I think we, we often think about, uh, you know, let me just help this person. Uh, but you know, you can do that by just listening to them, um, you know, letting them know that they were heard. It's rare that you can say something that's going to actually help someone feel better, uh, to be honest, but what might help Mm. them feel better is if they connect with you and so forth. That's so deep. You know what? And I want that to be one of the main takeaways of today's, uh, interview and and, and and you know really really informative and educational chat and if you could just repeat that for me just so because it's come from your mouth and i rephrased it which was telling people to do the right thing is not necessarily the right thing you <laughs> that's come from you man i don't want to steal that <laughs> say that again please man <laughs> so i sometimes it's not always the best thing to tell someone the right thing to do um mm. 
And I don't yes. know how to word that. That's great. <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, mind. yeah. I know. The first time you said it, 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 it's not always it's not always the right thing to do. Telling people what to, uh, to telling people what to do, basically, yeah, yeah. Telling people what's right to do, exactly. Yeah, that's deep. That's deep. <laughs> but yeah, that that just that one takeaway, man. Just that one thing there in terms of if you know someone that's going through depression and has serious mental health issues and that melancholy and sadness. That is such a, a profound a piece of advice in how to interact and just deal with them. You don't have to give them the lecture. You don't have to give them the, oh, you know what, uh, let me just give you some bite-sized golden nuggets. And trust me, it's so powerful, the advice I'm going to give you. Um, listening itself is powerful. And when you then added that the state of mind that you're in, no matter what I say to you, for example, it's not necessarily mm-hmm. going to help you, right? Mm-hmm. But it's about listening. Uh, but impression I get that from a very young age when you started going through this, um, to the time that, till the time, and correct me if I'm wrong, till the time that you met the counsellor in your early 20s when you were dropping out of college again, yeah? You didn't really talk to, pe- to, talk to a lot of people about this, did you? Uh, I... Not, not at all. No. Not anyone. Uh, I like I, I, I didn't know what was really wrong. You know, for mm. example, uh, I had lost my dad. I had grown up uh, being bullied, um, but I just thought that's life. Like I have to be stronger. You know. So, um, and people used to tell me that, like, just be stronger, which again is the right thing to do. Actually, you want to be strong, but uh, you know, how do you like implement that? So. Uh, but I, I would say one thing. I, I never felt like I was really heard, like anyone seriously listened. Um, and uh, or if they did, I, I don't, you know, it wasn't necessarily helpful in that sense. Uh, but I finally met someone, who, you know, like the, the counselor who obviously trained and she, you know, she was uh, she listened to me. And, um, you know, the feedback she provided was very not, you know, non judgmental and so forth. And it just felt nice to be heard. But mm. I think it's unfortunate in one way. Like, it, it shouldn't just take a counselor and a psychotherapist to do that. Like, um, yeah, these are I skills mean, that yeah, all yeah. of us should and can develop. Yeah, I know. And I, 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 I that's, um, yeah, it's sad. It's sad. I mean, looking at my own life as well, just thinking that, you know, when you're older and you, you I mean, me, I'm going to be 35 next week. <laughs> and you think to yourself, uh, you think to yourself, subhanAllah. Why didn't someone just ask me, is everything all right? Are you okay? <laughs> With all this. But, uh, life happens, man. Everyone just got their own lives. and It's just normal people consumed with their own journey, man, trying to figure out their own, their own path. I mean, since you, uh, I mean, when you met that lady, if you want to mention her name, you can. It's up to you. But I, I'm sure you feel indebted towards her as well that, you know, she had the time at least to, she took out the time to advise you and to say, you know what, seek therapy. Uh, do, do you feel very grateful? Are you still in contact with her? I'm not in contact, but I, I do plan to like uh, send her a thank you note. Mm-hmm. I actually can't remember her name. I think it's Siobhan, Okay. Uh, if I remember correctly. Um, Great. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, she was well, well the first done, person. Siobhan. Well done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, great. Uh, but really, the first person that uh, that I met who was a trained counselor and and. Uh, you know, that encouraged me as she strongly advised me, I should add to, you know, to, to get therapy and so forth. And, you know, um, 
it's not always helpful. Like I've walked out of some sessions where like I'm like, uh, I'm like, what's the point of talking? Yeah. But other times it's been <clears throat> it's been nice. But I feel like okay, let me develop this new uh, resilient skill that I can use, and uh, it, it comes in handy. Like um, you know, you can use that when you're going through difficult challenges and so forth. So when Siobhan told you at that time, <clears throat> the counselor, that you need to seek therapy, did you act on that immediately, right away? No. <laughs> How long did it take uh, you then? Uh, I'd say maybe a year or so. How old or maybe were you longer. then? How old? About 23? Actually, no, let me go back. That t- It took me three, four years, I believe. As she told me when I was around 22, and I probably saw counselor again at 26, I believe. Is that when you just uh, <laughs> rejoined and re-enrolled to, yes. your, to your English and uh, city planning course? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was excellent. in college that time. Uh, I went to University of Toronto after, but I I did seek uh, you know some help at uh, college at that time, and then um, and then later on at the University mm. of Toronto. See a lot of this thing, a lot of this stuff is timing, isn't it? As well, like you know, the, you know the, the saying in the proverb, when the when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. So you've got to be ready for this yourself, right? And I guess all these things are on on in your story on on your journey, you know, these are like milestones that you know you had to go through and their triggers so you have triggers in a negative sense and connotation but you have triggers also for you know your revival and your redemption if you like you know what i mean i mean are you still uh, since you started that therapy are you still see actively seeking therapy um well it like here and there i i don't constantly do it mm-hmm. um I, I i although i think it's good it's uh it's it's more so like uh, you know I I still go through a lot of like ups and downs even right now. No, I can't uh, imagine. Yeah. And you know what's ironic is I was going through a really hard uh, day, or like I would say like a whole week, and that's when I got your email about uh, wanting to to do an interview like this. Okay. And I just it's I know it's funny and and I opened it up. So I'm like, oh, here you know I get it. Yeah, I get a chance to like. Uh, maybe help someone else out, uh, Muslim, non-Muslim. I know I like I speak a lot about how faith has helped me, but mm-hmm. it's not to sound you know in a in a in a form of uh, you know preacher to a non-Muslim or of an atheist course. and so forth. Of course, it's just it's it's me being very honest about your my own journey. Own yeah, yeah, uh, excellent. And I think most people respect that. Uh, they understand it as well. Um, but I thought you know, hey, here's a chance I can. Um, you know, maybe be a, be of help to someone. Yeah. I, I when I shared, you know, like a Muslim brother story with suicide, I, I did that intentionally only because uh, I think there's just very little in our community. We sort of brush this aside and we yeah. don't want to talk about it and so forth. Mm. Um, and so I, I wanted to just sort of, um, you know, um, I, I like, I, I think being a progressive thinker is good and I like doing that. Uh, you know, just think outside the box and so forth. Mm-hmm. And that's what I wanted to do in, uh, initially. Excellent, excellent. No, I appreciate that. And it's, uh, I'm, 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 you know, it's uh, it's quite pleasing to hear that, okay, whilst you're going through that difficult week, as we do, right, um, mm-hmm. you received the email from me. So, you know, it's uh, I'm trying to reach out to you because I feel that maybe we can learn so much from you at the same time. Uh, um We've spoken so much, actually. One thing I want to touch upon, which you just mentioned, is about mental health in the Muslim community itself. What has your experience been in terms of our shuyukh, our ulama, our sheikhs, for example? 
Um, do you think there's a big, big problem? Is it, I mean, you know, I mentioned the poem, it's a taboo. Do our imams need to be trained in this, do you think? Yeah, I think, I, I don't know too much about, like, England, for example, mm -hmm. so I could speak more about, um, you know, GTA, the, the Toronto region. Um, I, I think, first of all, it's improved a lot. So that's a positive thing to look at. You know, when I was going through school, I, like, I, I thought depression and anxiety were, like, for, uh, or I thought were, like, crazy people. Mm -hmm. This is when I was in high school. And uh, I think things have changed a lot, not only in the Muslim community, but, you know, in the larger community in general. Um, and I think people are beginning to realize that I imams, uh, they can be very trained in fiqh, for example, like jurisprudence of faith, but uh, counseling, psychotherapy, those are completely different fields. And uh, you could be a very good imam, but you may not be the best counselor. And that's not necessarily like uh, to take a shot at imam, it's just a realization of, you know, the complexity of the world we live in. So I think more people are, are more aware of that now. Um, and that's the biggest change I've seen in terms of imams receiving training. I, I think I think everyone should receive some sort of training mm. because uh, it's it's like I you know when I didn't go to a therapist, I was calling up a friend, um, and I was calling up you know someone I knew, and uh, I think <clears throat> you know if I was to take a guess, I don't think most people will go and just seek therapy right away. Mm -hmm. They might turn to their buddy, they might turn to their friend, mm -hmm. their coworker, and so forth. And so I think ideally, like, we should have everyone being a little bit more, uh, you know, um, not, not, not sympathetic, but empathetic. Like empathetic. Where you can, mm -hmm. Yeah, try to relate to others and so forth. But yeah, it, imams, because they're in a you know, position of leadership, they definitely need to have some minimum skill of counseling. Uh, and um, if they're not sure how to do it, uh, they should just listen first. <laughs> just listen right <laughs> listening is a great tool man mm -hmm. i know subhanallah i mean yeah i mean look is it's and it's the case right i mean in terms of you know release religiously and islamically the idea of adinu nasiha the deen is nasiha the deen the faith is uh is advice sincere genuine advice um but yeah the trends are changing and i, I hope that you know from this episode and this uh, really informative uh discussion that you know, uh, people really benefit from this. Muslims, non-Muslims, uh, everyone. I hope. Uh, I hope, and so do I. And 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 especially in the community, the Muslim community, in terms of the imams, uh, because for example, in churches, it's a big thing here in the UK as well. Um, you know, mm -hmm. mental health and whatnot, and therapy, and speaking about these things. And uh, we're living in a day, and we're living in an age where I think we're so obsessed with what's going on in here with ourselves and there's a great feeling of um i think like genuine genuine like disappointment with ourselves um we can't figure out what we want to do what's the meaning of life what's my purpose you know we feel aimless when i was a kid my uncle used to say you know uh, you still use the word um you know uh what was the word he used to use he used to say um Oh God! You used to use the word in Urdu actually, but I can't translate that. It's hard to translate. <laughs> <laughs> if I that was my dad, you say loafer, loafer. I was a loafer. <laughs> uh, what's the word? You say? 
drifter, yeah, yeah. So my uncle, when we were young, he used to use this term, he's a drifter. He just drifting away by the wind or whatever, wherever the wind blows, it takes you, right? And mm. and uh, but you can feel that in men, especially when you go through, you know, uh, depression. You can feel the where am I? Why? So when you when you spoke about just walking through the streets, aim like not really knowing without a purpose, and 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 that time where you're sitting in a lecture theater and a lecture room and you're just feeling, what am I doing here? And it goes from one, it goes in from one ear into one ear out the, th- through the other. You feel complete disconnect. Do you know what I mean? And these are these are difficult emotions for people to understand and relate to. But I think you know, last last few things I want to actually you know when we're kids we hear these sayings every cloud has a silver lining, you know what if it doesn't kill you only makes you stronger. I'm, I'm guessing you're about thirty now, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so now, what does it, what do these sayings mean to you now? When you hear them, every cloud has a silver lining. For example. Uh, I I personally hate it. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, bad example, man. That I mean, like I no no, it's not that. I I just I because it never used to make sense to me, and I'm I've always been a little bit more of a literal person. So um, you know, uh, I I felt like these were like those nice statements, but I, I couldn't really get anything out of them. But uh, but yeah, I I haven't been. I'm not the best with the. Uh, you know, motivational. Motivational. Quotes, I'd say. All right. You know, I, <laughs> another thing. Are you? Uh, did you get into a, a phase where you were watching motivational videos? Um, uh, I don't think I did. No. Okay. Um, I mean, they're, they're helpful. Like, uh, there's no question. Mm-hmm. I just felt I, I didn't feel like I could get uh, as much out of them. Uh, I was always very analytical and classic overthinker, and so. Uh, what helped me was like um, you know breaking things down and so forth, um, and uh, I just I, I didn't feel like there was much fruit, in like a nice little saying, for example. Right. Okay. <clears throat> okay. That's deep. That's deep. Um, would you say that you're now at a stage where you can comfortably say that I'm not, I'm not, I'm not suffering from depression. I've come out of it. I've kind of triumphed. And I can, I can now, I can conf- confidently say that I'm in a much, much better place. Yeah, it's 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 a continuum. Like it, it, it what I learned is that you have to constantly, you know, work on yourself. Um, it's kind of like staying healthy. You can't just eat a healthy meal one day and then you know expect to be healthy for like the next month. Mm. You've got to constantly eat healthy to stay healthy. Uh, with depression, um, I. I uh, I, I get some really down days, but uh, I always have willpower, uh, more or less. I mean, there's still days like um, even right now where I'm like, I just, I'm like, I can't do it, and uh, I'll just literally, I'll just take a day off and I'll just try to rest uh, if I can afford to do so. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, but yeah, I mean, they still come. Um, but I think one thing I've learned, and it's it's exhausting. I mean, it's because it, it really wears you out, but. Um, you should get into a habit of consistently, you know, working on something mm-hmm. uh, like uh, eating healthy, for example, or uh, exercising, um, you know, following a routine with, um, you know, with prayer, for example. But you should be doing it because eventually, you know, you might burn out and then it might get really hard. Um, and so it's a bit disappointing. I can imagine someone who's really depressed 
thinking like, oh, I'm gonna have to keep doing this, right? Um, I mean, that, that, that I could understand, but I also, I wouldn't want someone to live in the, the you know, with the thought that, you know, when it gets better, it's gonna stay better. Um, mm. You just have to constantly work at it. Mm-hmm. But you know, you, you build it into your routine and it becomes second nature. Right, right. That's excellent. Yeah, I mean, because I think that's that's a, that's a misunderstanding and a misconception. People have that. Okay, well, you're out of depression now. You're not suffering from it, so you must be absolutely fine. Your life must be great. And you know, you got the Instagram picture, you just happily being there, smiling with your family, and my life's just turned around. But again, yes, there's definitely an element of that. You're in a much better place, which is something that we're we can celebrate but every day is a struggle right still and you have your moments you might have your weeks you might have whatever where you have to then remind yourself okay it's it's uh, it's one of those days right it's one of those days um but then you've got you've got certain things in place certain routines um to help you deal and cope with it yeah and i think you know I, what was really odd was that when i wrote the article uh, you know and i had uh, it was on uh, on the net, and uh, and I, so I knew that in the back of my mind when I was going through university, and I'd had some really challenging times come up, and um, I just that was always a form of like ther- therapy for me in a way because I said like, you know, I I got to get through this, you know, because I've 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 like you know shared my story already and so forth, and so it would get me through certain days and so forth. I think what it is, is like connecting with people around you, um, you know, whether it's building friends. I think there's a saying by Prophet that you will experience true faith unless you don't um, uh, build a relationship for, uh, you know, for the sake of Allah, basically. Forgive me, Muhammad, man. Sorry, sure. it was a horrible part for this to go off again. You mentioned about <laughs> connecting with people and then the Prophet Muhammad said... Yeah, so uh, there's a saying by uh, the cousin of the Prophet, peace be upon him, uh, Ibn Abbas, who said uh, that none of you will be able to experience true faith unless you don't build a relationship for Allah's sake, which is basically a fancy way of saying, uh, you know, build friendships, but be sincere in those friendships. Don't just try to, I'm going to be friends with this person so they can help me land a job or something. Mm-hmm. You're sincere friends with them. You just care about them. Um, and this was a saying of uh, Ibn Abbas. And uh, I mean, notice that how, how amazing that is because, uh, you know, I, I've had, uh, I think the, the, the best fortune I have in my life is, you know, obviously my sister is my mom, but the, the friends I've made, uh, you know, and the coworkers I have, um, people in my support network, for example, um, which is uh, people I've had a chance to work with, study with. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and yeah, it, it's you. Know, you don't necessarily like. You're not necessarily friends with everyone, but uh, you know the the like some of the coworkers I have, for example, uh, we're not necessarily friends. We don't hang out, but uh, you know I I've been so fortunate to have them in my life, just as a form of um, you know uh, people I could trust, um, mm-hmm. and, uh, knowing that you know you have that and so forth. It's. It's a really good Excellent. feeling, and yeah. And did, did you start? Did you feel that you started to connect more with people, uh, especially after, you know, you wrote that article, and then with a the YouTube video about uh, walking away from suicide, did, and 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 when you started your degree again, is that when you feel felt that you started to connect with people and speaking to more 
people openly about these things to friends and stuff? Yeah, I, I think I became uh, just uh, more authentic. You know, I, 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 I'm like, you know, enough of this mask. I'm just going to be myself. And, uh, you know, the, the world is what you give to it, you know. Um, I've still run into people who, who judge me and, uh, you know, I wouldn't want to be friends with, but alhamdulillah, you know, because I, I don't need that in my life. Uh, <laughs> so uh, the fortune is like, you know, I, you know, being myself, I, I've, I have met others um, and they feel like genuine friendships, even if it's like, you know, meeting them for like two, three times. Right. So, uh, so alhamdulillah, I, I think just, yeah, being true to myself, being, you know, just honest and so forth. It's helped me build friends uh, because it, I, I feel it's really been uh, sort of a you know open-ended endeavor. Excellent. Now, what can uh, you know? I've never met you. This is the first time I've seen you on the screen, <laughs> spoken to you via Skype. You seem like a very genuine person, uh, a genuine brother, mashallah. I think we'd definitely be friends. If I yeah, was man. Yeah, we're most, just too far, though. We're, we're kind of fun. No, I'd, 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 I'd definitely make a trip to Toronto. I've got, uh, like, family in Ottawa. Yeah, I've been to Ottawa twice. Okay. Uh, I've been to Halifax as well. Okay. Very uh, far. Nova, Nova Scotia. Yeah, it's a very different place. <laughs> I've never been to Toronto, though, no. I always wanted to come okay. to Toronto. It was funny because we were actually going to move to Toronto. My mom, Allah, have mercy on her soul. God bless her soul. When I was about 11 or 12 then, uh, she put a deposit down on a house in Toronto. Uh, wow. But at the end, it didn't. She, we decided to stay in the UK. So, yeah. So, Canada's always been at the back of my mind, man. It's too cold there, though, man. You guys, like, minus 40, 50? It, like, no, no, no. It's not that bad. It's uh, Toronto's... Uh, Ottawa we, we got cold, cold when I was in Ottawa back in 2003. Ottawa's colder. Minus 40. It's, little bit. <laughs> no, it's because it's more north. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it's a little bit more colder there and yeah, stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but our summers are nice, Alhamdulillah. No, your summers are good. You know, you don't have like, you know, rainy, grey days like we have. No, no. You no. Don't, no. You guys, you don't generally get a lot of rain. It's just, you have like five to six months of snow, winter. And the rest is just sunshine, right? But even in the winter, yeah. you have a lot of sunshine. That's uh, always deterred me from visiting England. It's yeah. uh, those dark, dark, cloudy. It's not that uh, bad. It's uh, not that bad, bro. Come visit. You're okay. welcome anytime, man. I think I'm like it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I've always wanted to visit and stuff. Most, most welcome, my brother. Anytime, anytime, inshallah. Uh, it'll be, it'll be, it will be my pleasure. Uh, first of all, I'd like to thank you for sharing your story. If there's anything else you'd like to say, last few words for people that are watching, possibly um, as a reminder. As advice, what would you say to them? Uh, for putting me on the spot. Uh, <laughs> well, two takeaways I, I, I've got. Two takeaways I've got from this before you answer that is, it's not always right to say the right thing. That was brilliant. And uh, you said something not long ago about um, the world is what you give to it or something, right? Yeah, I, I, you know, if you're, you're honest with others, I think people return that honesty. Mm -hmm. um, uh, if you, you know... Uh, you know, you talk to people only because you need to, you'll often run into people who probably do the same thing, right? Positively, uh, yeah. Yeah, so I, I, I think that's true, and, and uh, I've, I've experienced that as well. Okay. Uh, in terms of uh, advice to, to anyone, um, honestly, I, I, uh, I, I would just say, um, you know, uh, man, that's tough, because I, I don't know what I could really say to help someone feel better. But uh, I, I just think that there's, um, it's unfortunate, but there's just such little support uh, for people. 
Um, and uh, I've always really connected with, um, you know, quote unquote, like silent voices. It's the, you know, the, uh, whether it's a Muslim sister, Muslim brother, non-Muslim, doesn't matter. But people who are, you know, really often ignored, overlooked, uh, not spoken to and so forth. I've always connected with, the, uh, with them a lot. And so I would, uh, I don't know if I'd have, you know, any advice, but I would just, uh, I just want to say like, I, you know, I always keep, you know, those people on my duas. Um, and, uh, and yeah, it's, uh, whether it's a brother or sister, you know, I, I think it's, you know, it's really unfortunate. I, I don't feel that in our Muslim community, we support each other as much as we should. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it, it really disappoints me because, um, you know, we should be doing that. Yeah. So, um, I think my only message would be that, uh, you know, for all my brothers, uh, my sisters, uh, in, in faith and those outside, um, that, uh, you know, you have, uh, me as a person who really, really genuinely cares about you guys. And you guys are in my prayers, even though I haven't met any of you, or maybe I've met some of you. And that's the only thing I'd say. I don't know if I would really have any advice. <laughs> that, that's, that, that was a positive, and it was a nice positive ending. And, you know, it's just the mere fact that you, you know, you think about people, you think about, you know, whether they be Muslim or non-Muslim, anyone that's going through this. Uh, that you know they're in your thoughts that itself is a beautiful thing if people want to connect with you muhammad yeah how can they find you so your youtube channel is named after yourself muhammad zafa yeah yeah i i'm not as active as i used to be but okay uh, cool but yeah it's uh it's still there um muhammad can, zafa how do you put how do you spell that for those that might want to look you up quickly uh sure it's uh m-o-h-a-m-m-a-d and then z-a-f-a-r uh, and also, is that the same name you're using on? Are you on Twitter, Instagram? Yeah, Facebook? so on, on Twitter, Twitter is good. Uh, it's uh, Muhammad Zafar YT, so YouTube. Okay. Uh, on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And uh, Facebook is uh, just uh, Muhammad Zafar YouTube channel. Great. The YouTube channel, mainly, I've checked out recently. Uh, you've got a lot of Anurshid, a lot of Islamic <laughs> songs, in Arabic yeah. in particular. What's that about? Yeah, no, I just, uh, I used to love listening to the Nasheeds from a young age. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I tried to do my best to like upload um, you know, non musical uh, Nasheeds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's still something I. Is that I, something that helps you feel as well? <laughs> it's nice. I mean, like, I, I think it's it's a fairly big channel. It, it's become pretty mm. big. Under that. Yeah, you got a lot of followers, I, definitely. I mean, at least 170,000 or something. Uh, you got quite... Yeah, it's uh, a lot of people like Nasheed. I've got 201 so, followers, but that's it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's all there's good. A lot, there's a large market for Nasheed. So yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not a large market for someone too. like me, but yeah. <laughs> mm. Yeah, but yeah, they uh, they're good. They're very very cool, man. So I noticed uh, that's a big part of your content. So yeah, that was deep. That was interesting. But yeah, again, thanks again, my brother. Allah yibarik Allah bless you. Uh, and um, you know, your journey uh, has been very very. It's been tough, but it's been inspiring to hear how you've turned things around. Um, you know, it's really helped me understand things about myself. I've not spoken a lot about my own issues of depression and stuff. Um, I, I didn't want to really go into that too much because I felt this is about you. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I wrote my poem actually about suicide or Muslims, which, you know, a lot of people are now watching and listening to. I actually wrote that and performed that 
after I read your article and 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 uh, listen to your talk on the, your channel so maybe i think in a way that's definitely you you have affected me in a positive way um and uh, inshallah i just pray that um, you know those that do have any problems that we all go through um i'm going to say something that you hate every cloud has a silver lining <laughs> i know you're not into your problems yeah but really every cloud really does have a silver lining uh, it's not over till it's over, you know. And I think we need to correct me if I'm wrong. Wrong from my own experience now. Uh, I feel that we need to believe and just trust in the process, you know. And I do think it really has to get worse before it gets better. And from an Islamic point, uh, you mentioned um, uh, the verses. Uh, Allah, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala does not overburden a soul more than it can bear. Mm. Um, and um, I think that's important for a lot of us to uh, to understand that you know um, we can whatever comes our way we can we can get through it somehow we can get through it somehow and everyone's journey and everyone's um, calamity or trial is different you know what you went through I might may, might might not have been able to to take right and from my my tests and my trials you might not take you know it's 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 really it's custom made to all of us, right? And for you to come out and share that, I really appreciate that. Uh, Allah bless you, keeps you strong. Congratulations again on your graduation, uh, <laughs> Mr. English City Planner, yeah, uh, <laughs> double major. Um, and uh, yeah, I wish you all the best, and hopefully, we can stay connected and we'll meet up one day. Inshallah, you know, come and see the beautiful sure. rain, man. We had a very good summer this uh, this summer. Actually. <laughs> we had good six weeks of sun, which is like unheard of in the UK. Yeah, 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 it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad at all. But again, again, Muhammad Zafar, everyone, please listen to this uh, episode with this lovely, beautiful brother, Muhammad Zafar from Toronto, Canada. Um, I hope everyone's enjoyed it. Uh, it's been educational for me. Um, uh, stay tuned like subscribe share this with as many people as you can and you'll be hearing more of this uh hopefully very soon thanks for watching stay tuned close shave tv stay blessed peace that's that bro don't worry that's that that was just the outro thing that i did just like okay, a lot of so what let me see this one hour 58 Ooh. oh man i mean there's a good like 15 minutes i'm gonna cut out of there i mean yeah. it's a good one hour 45 minutes yeah yeah but see the thing is i can cut it all out i also repeated a lot of few things yeah so yeah yeah i mean i could easily cut out easy cut a good half an hour but i think it will definitely be about one hour 20 minutes but i don't mind that i don't mind i could do i'll put the main thing on yeah and then mm. we could uh then i can just do like a trailer maybe very short snippets of some of the powerful things you said and then put the whole version on because i'm on i'm on i've got the podcast now as well so i've got the podcast also oh, uh, the audio audio would be there as well for yeah, the podcast? yeah 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 oh, so awesome. i'm on i'm on um i've not actually mentioned it on my page yet i'm on soundcloud now and itunes okay. so you can find me on soundcloud and itunes which is great. So, you know, because a lot of us, when we're driving and stuff, we can't watch things. Yeah. You know? yeah. Well, look, I okay. still put my YouTube on. I click to my Bluetooth and I just put my, to not tempt myself from looking at the screen. I just put upside down, right? Because I don't want to have an accident. But anyway, 
So, okay. uh, so yeah, alhamdulillah, I'll just give you my techniques. It's not good. Don't use your phone when you're driving, bro. It's dangerous, <laughs> very dangerous. But yeah, alhamdulillah, apart from that, jazakallah khair, my brother. It was very good. And, you know, there's a lot I wanted to say as well in terms of the spiritual thing. But I didn't want to come out as being too Islamic. Uh, yeah, I you think understand I, I, mean? I kind of did that. No, but... <laughs> I'm, no, but, no, 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 but that's different because you're the guest. You're relating okay. your experience. Do you know what I'm saying? Whereas yeah, me, yeah. Uh, well, I don't want to give a lot of the viewers the impression that I'm just that typical Muslim Islamic uh, station. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, so, uh, but uh, without a doubt, I mean, I didn't speak too much about my issues or my problems. Would be all bloody all night, mate. But you know, uh, definitely for me, Dean as well, man. I mean, you know, I have a. You know, you have your wirdi, you have your dhikr, athkar al-sabah, athkar al-masa. And I noticed something as well that you, um, I noticed that you, you've got this kind of Quranic, uh, Arabic kind of, uh, like a website organization that you work with. I don't know how I found it connected to you somehow. Oh, yeah. Uh, let the Quran speak. Yeah, yeah. Let the Quran speak. What is that yeah. about? It's a, it's a weekly TV show. Uh, it's on YouTube as well. It's, uh, it's really nice. We get guests from like, different backgrounds okay uh but ironically i've met like this fan from england because <laughs> she was visiting toronto okay so she wanted to meet with uh uh imam uh shabir ali oh it's a shabir uh, ali's page and channel yeah yeah. oh, oh you, you know about him i've met shabir ali man shabir really? ali listen shabir ali knows me yeah oh, okay. he might really? okay, he's okay. forgotten <laughs> me but he knows me <laughs> But you might not have forgotten okay, me saying that. Like when, when back in the university, when I used to be working in the, we call it an ISOC, Islamic Society. You guys call mm. it the Muslim something society. I can't remember what you call it, you guys in your university. Muslim Society, you have a different name. We call M it ISOC. Uh, MSA? MSA, yeah, which is Muslim, Muslim Student, Student Association. Association. Okay, yeah, yeah. We, we yeah. call it ISOC, Islamic Society. So basically, he used to come down quite a bit. And I used to be respons responsible for picking up some of the guests from okay, the airport okay. so i spent a few time with him a car i met his son as well uh but he might have forgotten me to be honest he's probably met so many brothers but yeah if you meet him yeah. so do you remember brother adul kiani because he said he, he he picked you up a few times and he dropped you off to a few events and talks back from 2003 to 2006 when i was doing my ba in theology at the university of birmingham yeah, mm. so you might he never know, he might remember me. Hopefully he does. Okay. I, I remember him. He was a very pleasant person, lovely guy. My friend that I'm very, very close with, if you can check him out, inshallah. Uh, he's like a brother to me in Halifax that I've actually stayed with is Imam Zia Allah Khan. Yeah, yeah, I heard of him. You know yeah. Zia Allah Khan, yeah, he's Canadian, so okay, lovely okay. brother man. He me and him are very tight. Really? Yeah, I've okay, stayed okay. I've stayed I stayed with him for a few weeks back uh, 2011 man oh my god it's been seven years august wow. 2011 can you believe it yeah he used to come on come come, come down quite regularly for that work etc etc so he's a lovely brother man lovely brother man i mean there's mm -hmm. not a lot of people shuyuk that will you know a lot of them talk a lot i mean all my experiences but you know for them to <laughs> say you know what come and stay with my house and actually mean it you know yeah yeah subhanallah you know so yeah i've, I've heard of a uh, couple of his talks i i always liked him yeah Imam Zila Khan's cool talk. guy man connect with him yeah, contact him awesome. tell him brother adu gave me your details he's with uh, his center is i think it's called center for islamic development center uh, for islamic yeah. development it is Halifax. pretty far though from here but. yeah yeah no i just like <laughs> connect with him like i don't know send him an email or something bro you know yeah, I mean? no, no, like, no, brother sure. adam says contact you why what does he want to say <laughs> Uh, anyway, he's a funny guy. <laughs> so Shabir Ali is let the Quran speak. Okay, I get it now. Yeah, yeah. All right, so you work quite a bit with him then, yeah? 
Yeah, yeah, we work off and on it. Uh, I didn't mention though, but I, I'm, I'm with Nasiha as well. It's a Muslim youth hotline, mm-hmm. but it's in North America only. Cool, Nasiha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's really it's good. Muslim, it's only in North America though. Although we, we got like a call from Scotland recently and so oh, forth. Scotland. So. <laughs> okay, yeah. did you understand the accent? <laughs> uh, I wasn't with the call, but uh, uh, it was one of the other calls. All right, okay, wow. So that's like a Muslim. A Muslim hotline, a Muslim youth hotline. Yeah, yeah. Although we get calls from like all people of all ages and stuff. Wow, wow, that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. That's a great idea, actually. I think we might have something similar here, but not nothing that I've heard of. And I'm guessing again, it's general issues, right? Yeah, mostly about like, uh, yeah. I think it's just all over the case. It's like all sorts of calls we get, mostly about like. Family issues, I think. I, should have, I should have asked you that. What kind of work you're involved with? You know what? Let me quickly ask you that as well. Are there <laughs> any, if you don't mind, uh, are there, is there what what are you, is there any type of organisations or, or kind of work or uh, what's what they call it? You know, something uh, when you're reaching out to others, those type of programs, what they call it? outreach, outreach programs that you're involved with. Can I quickly ask you? Is that okay? Are you okay to mention uh, that? Okay. If you uh, don't mind, I could, I mean, I could say in the Sihan and then just it's North America, though. That's yeah, cool. yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Okay, All right, cool, cool. Uh, so, uh, so, Muhammad, are there any like outreach programs that you're currently involved with? Um, do you do any voluntary work with any organisations? Yeah, alhamdulillah. I mean, uh, that's where I got to, to meet the, the co-workers I have. Um, so one of them is uh, the Siha Muslim Youth Hotline. It's uh, it's the one that's specific in North America, but uh, uh, we we still get calls from like over the world sometimes. Yeah. Uh, and so those the hotlines open, I believe, three to six, three to nine p.m. Eastern uh, Toronto Eastern Time. Um, Nasiha uh, Muslim. The youth Seahawks hotline. Youth hotline. Wow. Yeah. And it's just in Canada, right? Yeah, it's in Canada. Okay. Uh, sometimes all over the world. Yeah, we had that problem and, again. Uh, Start again, please. It's just in Canada, right? It's uh, it's we're based in Canada, but it's uh, it's sort of for it's for North America, basically. Okay. Okay, right. great. So it's for North America, meaning even the US. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So great. just literally be U.S. and Canada, but uh, but sometimes we get calls from like um, uh, you know outside of those two countries. Mm-hmm. It's just not toll free at that time. So what 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 what's what's the work entail mainly? Right, what kind of support are you giving? It's yeah. So it's uh, you know it's phone counseling, so peer support. Um, you know, if you do call in, you're not going to speak to like a therapist and so forth. It's just going to be like a, a peer support. But uh, they can, you know, they will help you get in touch with like, uh, sorry, let me repeat that. Um, okay. uh, instead of we, I'll say they. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so uh, they'll help you get in touch with, uh, you know, counselors in your area and mm-hmm. so forth um, that you can get, a, you know, see and so forth. And, and if you just need someone to talk to, then, you know, the lines there as well. I'm not sure if one exists in England, but I hope they did. They do come. I up think with there is something here. Yeah, I mean, we're getting more and more of these organisations popping up now. But the idea of having like a hotline, uh, kind of a youth hotline specifically for Muslim youth, that, that sounds very progressive. Actually, you know, it sounds really good. Actually, yeah. And and this is it's it's funny because you know a lot of people that again talking about repairing and you know healing and your your own form of healing and uh, recovery. Part of the recovery is reaching out, helping others, right? 
That's one of the most greatest, a lot of psychiatrists, psychologists, spiritual people, they say one of the greatest things you can do to counter depression and sadness is by helping out others. And do, do you feel that the working with Nasiha Muslim Youth Council uh, or hotline, it, actually it's something that you can do to give back? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, it, like it gives me a chance to be uh, something bigger than myself. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, about, for me, volunteering was like a huge step in my life. And I started with, uh, there's, a, there's a show called uh, Let the Quran Speak. Uh, you can find it on YouTube as let well. The, let the Quran speak. Yes, uh, let the Quran speak. Uh, mm-hmm. It's I believe it's on Peace TV, but it's on YouTube as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that was the first place I got started. And um, but yeah, I just you know it was the first time I, I got to do something like bigger than myself uh, with the community, and that was uh, that was something that really really helped me. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, it's still something that like. Uh, you know, I know that okay, I have a little role to play here and stuff, so forth. Like, I'm, in, I'm invested in it, right? And so, uh, you know, you stay a little bit more committed. Mm. Uh, sometimes it's hard, but it helps you stay committed and so forth. And, you know, I, alhamdulillah, I've made, uh, you know, co-workers uh, I got to know through them um, that, uh, that, you know, I uh, was very grateful to meet. Okay, excellent, excellent. I mean, are you one of the counselors or advisors on the hotline as well, the Muslim Youth Hotline, Nasiha? Um, I know, I'm just trying to think. I don't know if they would want me to say that. Okay, that's fine. Can I ask? Okay, can I ask? <laughs> let me ask. So, with the Nasiha Muslim Youth Hotline, do you mm-hmm. need to do you need to be trained to take the phone calls? It's yeah, it's peer support. It's peer um, support. So, yeah, so it's uh, you want to be talking to like. Uh, you know, uh, a therapist and stuff, you would right. be talking to, you know, uh, someone who's been trained by Nasiha and, um, or you can get in touch with them. Okay. 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 So you, it's not necessarily a therapist, but it's someone who's trained in peer support and then you provide other services alongside that then? Uh, correct. It's, um, I mean, I, I, w- I wouldn't want to speak for the organization. That's fine. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's something I'm part of, alhamdulillah, and, and uh, it's a really good resource for Muslims as well. What's one of the most okay? What's one of the most common phone calls and issues that you you get that are kind of recurring? Uh, so this all sidetrack. Uh, I I would definitely answer that question, but I I know them at Nasiha. Okay, that's I, fine. I don't know if they would be happy. That's fine. That's uh, cool. No, that's fine. Khalas, yeah, yeah, yeah. we we won't ask that. I don't want to obviously yeah, do something. Yeah. Like I, although I, I I wouldn't mind. No, uh, no, exactly. Uh, Maybe I, you know what? We could do a separate episode one day with one of those guys, man. That might be a good idea. Oh yeah, that, it sounds really awesome. interesting. Sounds really interesting. So if you can put me through to them, and you could both be on. You know, you could be sitting with a person because you know you're because they're very yeah they're very um I guess this is like off topic, but they're yeah. very. Protective, yeah, because oh, be I think they have the, like, like it's, it's a form of therapy and counseling, isn't it? So they have to protect yeah, people's yeah. identities and protect the. But you know, obviously, when you speak, and I also like the organization. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, but if you can, if you can set something up with them, that'd be really good. Oh, actually, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't sure. mind. I wouldn't mind doing a Skype interview with them and say, "Look, what, what are you guys about?" And but by by that time, what I'll do is I'll do a bit of research as well to see if we have mm-hmm. any equivalent organizations here, and uh, yeah, yeah. and and maybe we can set something up with them. That would be cool. Yeah, yeah, I think that'd be awesome. And, uh, 
But I hope you can understand. Like I, 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 I don't want to talk too much about him. No, no, of course, yeah. No, Jazakallah khair, I appreciate that you're being careful, Akhi, and it's it's much yeah. better because you know you don't want to say something that that might upset them, and and you know, um, it's yeah, best yeah. to be transparent with them first. Alhamdulillah. Uh, yeah, yeah. But because I don't think they know that I'm doing this. But okay. then I'm like, well, I'm talking about my story. You're talking about your story. Gonna, yeah, you're talking about your story. I mean, you've got, yeah, the, yeah. You've got the article that you wrote. You've got the uh, the, the YouTube video, mashallah. And Allah yibarik fiq, man. Um, I hope you like the poem as well, by the way. I hope... Uh, the poem was awesome. Yeah, I it hope was, you liked uh, it, man. It's yeah, someone, yeah. Someone contacted me. If you go to the um, comment section of the poem, mm-hmm. there's a guy contacted me. What was his name? Uh, so let me go to the actual poem. Uh, I've listened to it so much I'm bloody sick of it man um, <laughs> Yeah right at the bottom Yeah, You know in the comments There's a guy who's Yeah Vino Venitas Basically you'll find it uh, V-I-N-O And then okay. capital V-E-N-I-T-A-S Vino Venitas I just want you to know that I do these Top 10 spoken word videos Of the month and this video made the list. So I went to his video, Vino and his page, and it's basically the September one, uh, top ten, top ten uh, spoken word poetry videos September 2018. And uh, I'll let you watch it, man. I'll let you watch it. See, <laughs> see where I came. Subhanallah. <laughs> Is that the one you sent me on WhatsApp, though? I think is that the one? Yeah, did you see yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Oh yes. Yeah, yeah. You know, I sent so to a couple number, of mates, you were man. Two. I was on that. Yeah, I was number two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. I don't know he this got guy. your name right. He got. Yeah, my name was interesting. Yeah, yeah. He said <laughs> Kayani. I was. Oh my god, he's making me sound proper foreign, like proper like. You know, what I mean this 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 freshie that's just arrived over yesterday. <laughs> this uh, Alhamdulillah. So yeah, yeah. I yeah. was really chuffed about that. That was nice of the guy. Yeah, that was nice of the guy. But I I, I uploaded it to my channel too. I forgot oh, to you? let you know. Oh, excellent! Uh, did you? Uh, I think it has uh, about two three thousand views. I oh, believe. Oh, has it? Wow. Yeah, yeah. Me, I'll have me, to check again. Let me check your channel. Yeah, here's your channel. Uh, Muhammad Zafar. Uh, There's always a few who complain about music. Uh, oh, right, yeah, you're gonna get that, bro. Oh, yeah, yeah it right. is. Yeah, yeah. A week ago. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Because you, you, yeah. you upload quite regularly, man. Mashallah. I, yeah, I try to, but it's very hard. Yeah. So this person's complaining about the music. In what? Uh, in the in the in in the in the spoken word. Yeah. Like music, oh, you go. music oh, no. oh, and women really... without hijab. Oh, I will God, unfollow you. Oh, God, I just lost bro. a follower, dude. You, I can't believe you didn't tell me that you did this, man. Oh, you got so many comments. Prozac is not a solution. Social stand, <laughs> social standards and own wrong standards play a big role when it comes to depression. Surah Al-Duha is a great shifa for depression, inshallah. You, you know what? The, my favorite comment was, uh, "I'm not Muslim. I'm actually a Christian, but I think this is beautiful." Oh, is that where is that? that? That's from Kayla. Kayla. Oh, yeah, uh, I'm not Muslim. I'm actually a Christian, but I think this is beautiful. If you struggle, stay strong. You're not alone. Oh, that's lovely, man. That's really nice. Yeah. Of a... I mean, there's a few that I'm, I'll, I'll just delete. I, music and women without hijab. Oh, yeah. I, will unfo- I will unfollow you. Did you see that one? <laughs> uh, where's that? Where's that? It's not about... Uh, I'm so happy. MashaAllah. Muslim. Oh! Muslim and women without hijab, I will unfollow. Oh my God, are you having a... Wait, there, what's the name of the geezer? Oh, Nina. Okay, Nina La Algerian. Okay, Algerian, right. Uh, 
Okay. Oh, they're hot blooded, man. These Algerians. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're hot. I don't know if you got a lot of North Africans in the uh, community no, in, no. in Canada. Have, there's more in like Montreal. No, and oh yeah, okay, because you got the French connection there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got a lot, yeah, obviously, yeah. In, in in France mainly, but a mm -hmm. lot have moved to the UK recently as well. And yeah, the Algerians are notorious, man. They're just hot. It's hot. okay. So the, they didn't like the non hijabs. I mean, come on, man. It's it's just a video and speak. Uh, it's representative uh, of, of everyone, isn't it, really? I, I have a question before I let you go. Uh, go the, uh, when you spoke about Yusuf and then um, mm. his wife, was that, the, was that his wife or just an actress in the video who was no, looking no, at the picture no. of the baby? Oh, no, 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 that wasn't his wife, no. I didn't. Okay, okay. I, I, I initially, because, you know, I'm, I'm still very close with his dad. In fact, I saw Yusuf's dad yeah. yesterday, mashallah. His name is Muhammad, mm. Muhammad Luqman. Because his name was Yusuf Luqman. So Muhammad, I saw him. And initially, I said, you know what? I want to put his picture in it. Because now nah, I just don't do that. And I thought, you know what? It's not a good idea. So one of the mm -hmm. lines initially was actually, because I said, uh, in June 2012, my best friend Yusuf decided to go solo. Mm -hmm. I, saw, I, uh, I saw his broken family and baby girl feeling so low. Um, uh, while suicide is an individual choice, the repercussions are communal. Uh, I couldn't stand his parents' tears at their only son's funeral. Yeah, so in one of the lines, I was actually going to say his baby daughter's name, which you know I don't want to mention. And yeah, yeah. I think his dad said, "Look, it's best not to because it could upset upset the mum, obviously." Yeah. So, mm -hmm. but I felt that you know I felt that him being my friend, I have the right to at least share as a brother. Do you know what I mean? And it was very sad mm -hmm. what he went through, man. Uh, you know, because you know it's. With Yusuf as well, you know, um, you know, we're speaking about this issue of depression and stuff, and with Yusuf as well, um, being a very close friend of mine, Allah bless his soul, uh, and you know, and 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 hopefully, you know, his family can continue staying strong. It came in stages, right? It came in stages in in terms of he told us about it, and then he says, well, you know, I'm 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 I'm, I'm looking at videos online how to take my life and stuff like that and we were like what the hell is this what's going on and we just couldn't really understand it i think we kind of we found it incredible do you know what i mean we can't we found it quite incredible that he'd do something like that and, and uh yeah the way he passed away wasn't nice you know how he took his own life and i i don't want to go too much into that but if it was a yeah, shock yeah. it was june the first june the first 2012 subhanallah so yeah it's been just uh no, no, for sure. I'll definitely keep him my duas. But yeah, I thought it was it was a very good poem, though. No, Jazakallah khair, Barakallah fiqh. I'm writing one about my daughter, my first daughter, who I've not seen in about seven and a half, seven and a half, almost eight years. Mm. Uh, I've not seen her since she was two. She's uh, nine and a half, almost ten now. So, oh, mashallah. So, yeah, mashallah. But I've not seen her. I mean, he's just one of that's life, man. I mean, mm -hmm. she was taken from me and it became like a child abduction case. She was literally kidnapped from me. By her mom, right. and her mom's done a leg and gone AWOL somewhere in the world. <laughs> Allah knows best, you know. I mean, Malaysia and then Sweden, Allahu Alam, you know. So it's mm -hmm. just an ongoing case. So that's been a big, big challenge in my life for sure. But that's a dunya, bro. You know, I remember hearing a, yeah, a yeah. talk once from one of the, I think Hamza, Hamza Yusuf, he says, This dunya and this world was made to break your heart. And it's just a heartbreaker, isn't it? You know, some things happen, mm -hmm. some things don't. Some things work out, relationships happen, relationships fail, you know, you know, mm. the first love can become the last love, sometimes she can become, you know, 
just a love, you know. It's just <laughs> that's life. Yeah. What about yourself? Are you are you are you are you married yourself? I didn't I didn't ask you too many personal questions about your life. Uh, yeah, What's yeah. the situation? Uh, no, I'm not married, but okay. uh, inshallah. That's a smart uh, choice, man. You're a smart guy, <laughs> mashallah. Yeah, yeah. It's I uh, hope hopefully soon, you know. Soon, uh, inshallah. Yeah, uh, I've had my own, which I didn't want to repeat on camera, but I've had my own challenges with it. But with women. Oh yeah, man. That doesn't end, my bro. Uh, that don't yeah, end. yeah, between you, me, and the gatepost, yeah. <laughs> this is recording, man. I'm gonna put this on the flipping channel. I've been married five times, bro. Mm -hmm. Within a period of ten years. <laughs> oh, wait, sorry, I said that again. I said I've been married five times. Oh, wow. within a decade. <laughs> crazy, oh, okay. yeah, 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 crazy, yeah. man. I mean, uh, I'm writing a book about it, actually. Uh, yeah, really? I'm writing a book okay. about it, yeah, my experiences, but I've been all around the world, subhanallah. It's uh, it's crazy, it's crazy, man. But the khair, what can I say? That Allah, Allah's test was that for me in my relationships with women. That was Allah's test, man. Mm -hmm. Alhamdulillah. But yeah, I've been seeking therapy for the last couple of years. I recently got a new therapist who's a male, who's a Muslim. He's an imam, actually. He's mm -hmm. a great and amazing person. He's very gifted. He's actually blind. He's an imam, he's blind, and he's a psychotherapist. Very highly qualified, in fact. Yeah, I feel that he's... As I say, God sent. He's, a, he's, he's definitely someone sent by Allah. Uh, he's wow, been, that's amazing. Yeah, he's a very deep, profound person. And I, I'm really grateful to Allah for putting amazing people in my life as well. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'm really grateful to Allah for putting amazing people in my life. For real. Because um, that itself is a big ni'mah and a blessing. You know what I mean? You know, I, I know a lot of uh, very unique individual i mean i learned arabic a long time ago i started learning a long time ago and just by learning arabic um you know you um i can tell you learn a bit yourself as well but, but just by learning it you meet a, just a complete it opens your 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 eyes man and your horizons to a complete new group of people in the world a new region and you learn a new culture and i've got people from all over the world friends that i know alhamdulillah and that, that itself is a great thing you know what i mean yeah, yeah. That's a big ni'mah, you know. I mean, the, the, the mere fact that we're having this conversation now, me by just reaching out to you during that same week where you mentioned that, you know, you're having like a dark patch. You know what I mean? That itself mm -hmm. is, alhamdulillah, quite profound. Alhamdulillah. But, uh, alhamdulillah. But alhamdulillah, it was, it was really, really uh, good, I think, to do the interview. Uh, sorry, I couldn't talk too much on Nasiha. No, but, no, that's uh, all good, bro. No problem. Be, yeah, that would make like a really good video if you did yeah, it. Yeah, 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 inshallah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I thought like I could briefly mention it. Like, yeah, there's this and then there's. Yeah, why not? I mean, yeah, I mean, because it, it's a valid question, you see. And I was curious about yeah, when you yeah. kept saying your colleagues. And I said, what do you mean by his colleagues? I thought you meant your, your university mates oh, or, okay. or friends or, you know, colleagues from that. But then it makes yeah, sense yeah. now in terms of from work and from the. And that, again, that's part of your story, though, isn't it? You do these mm -hmm. outreach programs, and you're working within the community, and you're trying to help others. You know, yeah, and that yeah. is all part of the healing as well by helping others, and that's why I said at the end of the poem as well. You know, mm -hmm. uh, call me selfish. I can't remember what the hell my lyrics are now. Call me <laughs> selfless, or you know, trying to help others, etc., etc. But my healing is now in helping others. But alhamdulillah, I mean, it's been almost two and a half hours. I don't want to take more of your time, bro. Yeah, yeah. I Jazakallah. gotta catch uh, my grip. So no worries. You go ahead. Time. You do your thing, bro. Jazakallah khair. Okay. You'll do awesome, yeah. And we'll, we'll speak soon. I'll WhatsApp you later. All right then, bro. Okay. Take okay. care. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum. Take care. Wa alaikum.